0: Radio pokey,
1: Talk, Talk, Welcome to Team Rabbit Hole Edition 205, SJ does Serbia. Join the team as we catch up with a thoughtful Magi astrologer and overall nice chap. He's been riding the waves all across Europe during these COVID days, and he finds himself presently in Serbia. Welcome again, S.J.
2: Thanks for having me, Rafael. Thanks for having me, Jim. Really happy to be here.
0: Yeah, dude, it's been a hot minute. Um, I know you were in Vienna at one point, in Germany, in Berlin and at one point, now you're in Serbia. I want to kind of get into that. But before we do, something we do on the podcast, as you know, is correlate the episode to a Major Arcana, 2 plus 5 is 7, which is the chariot, which is also about movement, obviously. Uh, I am confident that with discipline, I will succeed. The chariot is about taking charge of your own destiny, seizing the moment, letting the momentum carry you forward. Finishing what you've set into motion and don't hesitate, you can do this. Raphael, what card do you have?
1: We have the angel number nineteen, the angel of expansive intelligence, belonging to the thrones. This angel helps you attain the grace of God and acts on memory and intelligence. It is the Deus Festinus ad audiendum, which is the listening god associated with cancer venus water adamite it is the two of cups of course bina musical note e the tarot association to give a common reference of course here again is the two of cups and the affirmation is i understand the healing powers of love and the importance of relating with others
0: well, S.J., I noticed a few things, but what, if any, sinks and resonances do you gather from those cards?
2: Well, well, they're both uh, discussing the sign Cancer, and exactly uh, that's a big deal right now because Cancer has been freed in 2021 from the what we call hard aspects from the malefic planets Saturn and Jupiter. So there's a lot of opportunities this year for Cancer, for the Moon's transits through. Uh, The moon's transits through Cancer, I think, offers some great opportunities astrologically in 2021. I've been thinking a lot about it. Actually, I just tweeted my last tweet was about a moment in June where we have a really lovely Cancer moon. So it's been on my mind and it's good to see that confirmation with those cards.
0: And like I said, you've been traveling quite a bit on the road again. Uh, as the song says, and the travel – the chariot card, rather, is showing travel motion. Um, It's funny that it does correspond to the Two of Cups because the duality represented in the sphinxes of the traditional rider weight image kind of came to mind. Um, I know that America is going to be going through some transitions one way or the other here uh, very soon, and thus the world – um, but I feel oddly kind of peaceful, but I'm not really paying attention to the news right now, even though mm, I have family and friends telling me all sorts of stuff. I'm, I've been binging the show Dark. I don't know if you ever saw that show. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, let's get into some catching up. Where I don't even know when you were on last, probably sometime in the fall, I imagine. I, hopefully not the summer. I hope it hasn't been that long. Um, I think you might have been going to either Vienna or Berlin. What have you been up to?
2: Yeah, I was in I think the last time I was on I was in Budapest, I believe. And um, I didn't get to Vienna, unfortunately, because the rules in Austria were never quite open. Um, And I luckily got into Germany only because last summer they had relaxed their travel rules for the nation georgia where i was living and there was a very, a very brief window where i was able to step in and get into europe I, i'm very lucky because all that sh- stuff blew up as we got into respiratory illness in 2020 you know fall and winter 2020 um and yeah i was in budapest for let's see you know about uh, i don't know 2 months after i spent a few weeks in um, let's see, what's the city called? Munich, München. I was in Mün- München for like two or three weeks and then I went up to Berlin for four or five days and then split to Budapest, spent the rest of my time in the Schengen zone. You know, as an American, you only get ni- uh, 90 days. So, such a
0: crock of shit, I think. Yeah. It's like, how much control could you guys exert, really? this Who's this helping? Don't but just you to let you know, dollars?
1: <laughs> and since this is coming up often, I guess it's a good time to discuss it. I've also, of course, been contemplating this whole idea of, you know, traveling Even the general idea that it's pretty strange, no matter where you go, if you're not a citizen, you're only allowed to stay a certain time. I mean, this really, at least to me, makes it look... look, Oh, maybe. uh, uh, Tell me more about it, because to me this just kind of reinforces the human cattle farm idea in a sense. (laughs) And aside from that, all that I could gather is at least in the US, I actually myself met some individuals that were practically at least by the time that I met them or something illegal, I guess. But since you have all these sanctuary cities and so on, and you can somehow even get a social security ID, though you're not really legal and all of that. I mean, stuff like this also works in Europe through like some strange systems. But it's, yeah, it's really strange. Like if you want to do it super honestly, it's strange restrictions for sure. I just wanted to show that in that it seems equally strange for for a European uh going to u.s or contemplating uh the u.s
0: somehow oh go ahead i
1: say
2: no i'm just to say absolutely i mean that's it's it's the rules are strict and um, strange and they're yeah it's not just open borders and it hasn't been even before 2020 um but you know america's have americans get some um benefit with that ninety out of a hundred and eighty, but then you have to leave. So I was forced to, to leave and now I'm doing that dance all over and the Balkans have remained pretty open. So that's a shout out to the Balkans. Down here they're quite free. They're quite relaxed. They haven't shut everything down like other countries. So I'm excited right, so to be down here. I now. just
1: heard that supposedly, I mean this unfortunately these days can change, you know, from week to week or something. But I just heard through friends that Bosnia, at least in this present moment, is practically, uh, you know, sea free. And even the waiters, as a, you know, measurement, uh, are not wearing any masks in restaurants. Well,
2: there you go. Yeah, the thing is, Bosnia, you can't get there unless you take a test. So um, certain countries, and Bosnia is not one of them, that have remained wide open. It's Serbia, Though they did, since I've been here, require tests for entry for anybody. But where I'm headed to in a week, God willing, and hopefully everything will go smooth. North Macedonia um, is wide open, no tests, no quarantines, no nothing. And then Albania, the um, you know the former communist Albania that was not part of Yugoslavia, they're wide open as well. And in Albania, you get one year. It's not the ninety out of one. kids. Oh, shit. You get. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting to Albania right on the Adriatic. That's kind of my loose plan. Um, At some point, Tirana, and then just hang out there. You know, I'll have a year once I get there, uh, if I need to use it and then wait for like, I I still want to come to Vienna. Uh, Rafael. I still want to come hang out in Vienna, but I want to wait until there's at least like a I like it. I yeah,
0: scramble. It's like, make, like, yeah. let the water still a little before you try to do that. It sounds like you got a good situation. Um, Albania is funny because two things. I'm reading Harry Potter. I've been reading it with my fiance. Um, and wrote the last book, and Albania is where Voldemort hides out, ironically, when he's, you know, after he's done the curse on Harry Potter and, and rebounded and he's all like dismembered disembodied and shit goes to albania for a long time that's crazy and then the second thing is funny because you were talking about illegal immigration or whatever i stayed in switzerland once for three months in 2009 but once for like 10 or 11 months uh in 2017 which is well over Schengen. um and in 2009 i went down to Montreux, where like um there's a famous jazz festival it's on lake geneva actually the smoke uh, song smoke on the water by deep purple i think is about frank zappa Playing that gig at Montreux, like at a at a casino or something that was made of wood, and somebody shot off a flare and it burned, so it was smoke on the water of Lake Geneva. In any event, uh, I was down at Montreux trying to find weed, <laughs> and we were like asking everybody. I was drinking beer, just being all like loose and tipsy, and you know not giving a fuck. That's how I tended to roll. Like even in Ecuador, I just walked up to people like, donde est esté marijuana <laughs> or whatever, like where's the weed? Just not caring. Anyway, I did this kind of thing in uh, Switzerland. And an Albanian hit us up. I've had, like, a chip on my shoulder from Albanians for this event. Uh, we run into this guy, like, maybe at a strip club entrance or something weird. It was, like, noon. So it was just, like, like we're day drunk, and it was just, like, shady kind of guy. And um, he's like, give me 50 euro. I think at the time they might I think Switzerland uses Swiss francs, so it's a little different. But they're like, he's like, give me 50 bucks. And I'll get on the train and go get it. And I was looking at my friend, I'm like, bro, this is not going to go the way we want it to go. Like, this is not how you do do drug deals usually. Got on the train, never saw the guy again. So, ever then, uh, for a long time in 2009, I was like, fuck obedience. But now it sounds like they're pretty hip. Um, It's funny because. Them having borders open for Europe, year, I, ha- I think has something to do with the fact that they need influx of economy. I think they're more, you know what I mean? That's what I kind of was saying with Schengen and stuff. Too. Yeah, it's like they need people in there. So they're like, hey, anybody, come on in. Like, we don't give a shit. Like, maybe there'll be some Although, loose rules.
1: And just maybe to, you know, give it, a con- I mean, not really conspiratorial by now, I would hope. But anyways, at would be interested in your comment, SJ. Because that's, of course, the huge question. You know, everyone's shutting down their economy, even in Europe. But at least the governments are plowing on with no regards for any evidence or any popular opinion or anything like that. So at least some of them or some parts of the economy must be getting some money. From what I understand, the WHO is like giving handouts to those that are very much compliant. So it'd be interesting... I mean, latest, next time we talk, you can tell us more about it. What the situation in Albania is exactly like, how much did they comply? Maybe they're not important enough or, you know, what the situation is that they would, you know, do this kind of layout that potentially you can enter without test, apparently in, in your example, and they let you stay for a year. I mean, you know, there's usually some more reasoning behind that, especially in times like now, I would assume because technically anybody could use the business now and any country, especially in Central Europe, it would be completely opening up and it would be the party place, you know. I know what I'd be doing if I had that possibility. Rafael,
0: the party place. That's what—that's his first thought. It's funny. Um, SJ, thoughts? Yeah,
2: that's that's a freedom place,
1: whatever you want. No, that's,
2: I mean, that's, hey guys, I cannot wait for the freedom. I'm doing that right now. So I'm finding the freedom place and it's actually funny because if you go to like the YouTube travel... I've scene uh there's all these videos of people coming to serbia north macedonia albania i've seen a lot more recently some of these popular youtubers because this is where you go this is the party place now just quickly rafael your are you're um your point there. I mean, Albania. When you look at the history, it's really interesting. This part of the world. World War II, post World War II, uh, Yugoslavia was in the Non-Aligned Group, so they were connected with what Indonesia and India as these major Non-Aligned nations. And of course, they were punished heavily for that. Once the fall of communism came, you know, the banking interests, the IMF, they came and did their uh, what's the what's the Perkins book? Um, uh, Economic hitman. They did economic hitman stuff here. When as, as Yugoslavia fell, they sowed division between the ethnic, uh, different ethnic groups. There's a bunch of um, um, medals in Kosovo, and so of course they came right in and, tried, and they carved up Kosovo as something else. And then uh, Biden oh, yeah. videos of Biden saying, "Bomb Serbia, bomb Serbia." So there's a complicated history here with, the United particularly Biden and America's relationship. I mean, they were bombing the shit out of Serbia 30 years ago, 25 years ago. Against uh, the Al-
1: resolution. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But just quick start. Albania during that time was part of the Warsaw Pact until like the late 60s, but they left the Warsaw Pact and Albania went completely rogue as far as I can tell and was just on their own island not part of Yugoslavia not part of the Warsaw Pact so I think that's part of this, is that they have a history of of, of being on their own and doing their own thing. Um, I know that that there are lockdowns, there's PPP mandates, those kind of things. So they're complying somewhat. And then the last thing I'll just say, the president of Belarus, I don't know if you saw this story, but he came out and said he was offered a bunch of yeah. loans and he just said, we're not going to do it. And. But only if they complied. So I think you're onto something there, Raphael, uh, with uh, Rafael with that with that uh, exploration. You know. Yeah. The yes. only thing, thing to
1: point out, uh, just to be specific about Lukashenko, so that's of course it's always hard. You're not living there, and now it's even harder. And definitely in Belarus, I don't have any friends I could ask. But it's just to anyone who may have noticed this and not you know become hip to that idea yet. So there are these interviews where he's explaining that anyone proficient can find them and then of course interesting that just in particular in belarus after you know 30 years of you know a whatever kind of autocrat being nice enough suddenly it's not good enough anymore of course just after his refuge he's refusing basically the economic hits uh covet bribe so yeah just to let everyone know
2: yeah. And Belarus, I mean, I've been there, uh, spent three months there over the last couple of years. I love Belarus. I wish it was easier to get there by train, but you have to fly into the airport. So even before COVID, they were pretty strict with how you got in and you had to go in and out of the airport. Um, so anyhow, and, and I know people there feel completely um, disenfranchised and I my friends there and they're all posting like we want our freedom and they and they that's how they feel about it. Uh, But it's complicated. It's one of those situations where is the autocrat protecting them from the so-called freedom of integration into the EU, which might just be like the austerity regimes and, you know, this kind of uh, collective malaise or what have you. And you could tell us more about that, Raphael, about, you know, what are the downsides of being in the EU in terms of maybe the economic um, stagnation. I mean, it's not something I've studied at all. How is it there, Raphael? I mean, are, are Austrians feeling an economic... Inch? are they being paid by the government is there general satisfaction or malaise
1: yeah so of course in general what I would always say is that uh, Austria is a Venusian country and also has a history of quite strong imperialism and being at the power centers ever since I would say also kind of along with Switzerland so it's kind of different but certainly I would I would just say that uh, on average let's say quote-unquote better or i assume higher quality of life than in germany also lets people you know um many different reasons i would say why it is a special place um also you know many banks traditionally that you know were super effective partially at least also along with the eu as i understand to basically establish branches in all you know the former communist now new eu countries you know, make their bank office branches, make all kinds of real estate dealings. So really, in many ways, it seemed to me like the kind of imperialism never had really stopped. It's just, of course, shifted to the financial sphere and it's maybe a a little bit more subtle. So from that point of view, Austria would be in a good position because in a sense, let's say, at least for the top, I would say it's parasitic enough on other countries and also with and actually very embedded, I would say, within the EU structure, because, Let's say traditionally, in my view at least, uh, Austrian nationals or citizens or politicians have held pretty high positions. So there was a time, for example, when I believe Austrians were both vice presidents of the two biggest European parties, something along those lines. So, you know, kind of trying to be in front. Overall, in terms of EU, of course, maybe very brief history in 95, I believe Austria joined and they, of course, did the propaganda, everything will become cheaper, it will be much better and so on. Pretty quickly, people realized that's not the case. Also, it should be said about the euro. We're already talking about this. I believe it was Jean-Claude Juncker or some other one of those, you know, crazy guys that already back then basically said, and they knew we cannot have an economic union without a political union. However, we can start using a common currency to basically then deliberately crash the economies in succession or whatever and through that mechanism force them into political union. And there's even quotes by him, I believe it's this guy or, you know, one other of these bureaucrat bankers saying something along the lines of, you know, we're just going to do what we've planned. And, you know, if no one is... uh, reacting or responding, will just continue and they won't notice and whatever. So these plans, of course, are not even really secret that actually the European Union, at least the way it's architected from the top or co-opted or however you want to call it, never really was about wealth and prosperity, but just about collectivization. And in a sense, one could go so far in a way as to say, to create actually another variant of a communistic or fascistic regime even in terms of the institutions themselves. Few people are aware of this. And tell me if you want me to stop at some point, but just since we started opening up the topic. um, Very simply put, there's three main institutions in the European Union. It's the European Commission, the European Parliament, and the European, let's say, Council of the Heads of state. But ultimately, what it turns out is that the real power of the legislature, which traditionally would be with the Parliament, which are at least somewhat uh, directly elected by the people within the European Union. It is the commission that does the legislature and, you know, drafting new laws and so on. And they are not elected at all. The heads of states are, you know, in maybe party heads got elected at some point, but you know, once you get to that level of uh, um, rank, it's pretty hard to exert any control uh, from population and they get much closer to the lobbying. And then the only in theory really democratically elected institution, and even here it's kind of uh, fishy, uh, would be the European Parliament. I mean, here at least you have Europe-wide elections where the parliamentarians and the MEPs are elected. However, until this point, the only thing they can ever do is they can ask for amendments to laws And potentially they can like delay, maybe even ban certain laws. But I just want to point out that even the basic structure of the European Union is a far cry from anything that would resemble an optimal idea of a democratic or Republican structure. And to give an explicit answer, just this Saturday, we had estimates go from 10,000 to 50,000 people demonstrating in Vienna. And... uh, after all kinds of completely, even to those believing in viruses and contagion, completely illogical and unfair lockdown measures and changes, at least intuitively, I have the impression that most Austrians got up to the point that they realized that it's not really mainly that their government cares about their health. Let's put it like this. And the economic hardship it has gotten strong enough that even a Green Party voter and you have to understand we have a black green government, which is like, um, let's say, in a sense, Republican. I mean, we don't have Republicans, but let's say, ec- Economic Party plus Green Party. And now we even had a Green Party voter, restaurant owner, that said she's just going to open up her store because she kind of fell through all the aids. A lot of aid was promised, very little was delivered and you know now there's a huge you know fight and news reports and this and that but it seems to me like it's not going to be very long and people really have had it and they're just going to start opening up their businesses and so on which i
0: think is awesome yeah mars has gone that. direct
2: <laughs> just i want to just yeah sorry jim may just jump in here for a quick second but yeah no, i, do I think okay i think. Um, That's, we're seeing that with Italy, right? Uh, Mars and Taurus, and there's a protest around food, you know, 50,000 restaurants open. And so it's a really interesting moment. Um, I just wanna come back to what you said, Rafael, because I'm in Serbia and I was in Budapest and particularly in Serbia and both places you see German grocery stores everywhere. So like DM, I shop there now. Right. It's like my home grocery store. But it but here in Belgrade you've got Ersta Group Bank, you've got um Unicredit Bank and let's see that yeah, yeah. I at and Bank. Those are all I just looked it up, Austrian banks. So it it underscores what you're saying is that the banking systems have sort of taken over this part of the world. And, you know, I think, too, the social media, that's really how you know uh, in our modern world. It's like, is Facebook allowed? Is Twitter allowed? Is Instagram allowed? Is YouTube allowed? And if the answer is yes, there's some kind of, um, uh, you know, a colonization of the mind or of the idea set that's happening. And you just go to China, they block all that out. So they're operating on their own systems in Russia. They have
0: their own propaganda. Well, it's really funny. A couple of things that popped to mind. I just watched uh, this past week. I've been kind of just going through, like I said, shows, and movies, and stuff. Kind of, it's winter and cold here in Colorado. I'm, I'm not doing a whole lot. Um, and I watched *The Sound of Music* for the first time as an adult. I mean, I've seen it like 30 times probably, but obviously Salzburg, Austria, Germans coming in doing their thing. Um, Fascinating story. It's but it was crazy because I was like, that was about a hundred years ago. This is crazy. I don't know about the cycles exactly in terms of astrology, echoing it like that. But I'm just like, the wheel turns. Carcosa shit. It's like, oh my god. Like say, you know, this this fractal, the screw goes up a notch or whatever. You know, it's like, oh shit, we're hitting the same pockets. Um, two other things, and then I'll shut up uh i'm pretty like how you're talking about banks kind of um investing themselves in other countries and then ultimately they like, kind of calling off the local traditions and culture and making it to like this you know empire of banking basically and hyper westernized thing um, I think China's is doing something similar with the Silk Road in a very different way which kind of gets into this duality thing which is what, the other thing I was going to ask is like how do you guys personally like I'm reading Znor's book right now and it's talking very much he's quoting a lot of Ezra Pound which I've never read much of or even honestly I mean I've heard of his name but I'm not like I'm pretty fucking groggy I'm not that woke on a lot of like literary kind of stuff that's why I appreciate you SJ you're very well read as well as like savvy with economics and politics and geography and history I'm, I'm just like I learned from y'all basically. I'm like, okay, I hope you guys are right. I'm not going to check your sources, but in any event, um, he was talking about, you know, um, I'll try to find this quote actually. But basically, kind of like there's, you know, two types of people in the world, um, and you know, basically people who are mystics and and uh, but they're both mystics essentially. Uh, where is this? Hold on. Yeah, he's talking about, you know. Because <sighs> apparently Ezra Pound got really into like anti-Semitism at some point and uh, not like, like full-on Nazi, but he was just like, the usury and the banks man, fuck them. And, and saw it in a very particular light, given the zeitgeist of the time. I'm not defending him in any way, but um, you know, kind of was like, fuck banks basically which is, you know, usury, which is kind of actually unbiblical. Ironically, usury is like not supposed to happen. Like lending on interest is a, and a party foul. If, we, if we
1: were to, I mean, it's always you know, in certain regions or everywhere really touchy to discuss certain subjects and that in itself gives you a hint that there is a larger issue at hand but generally speaking the idea of being opposed to central banking and interest i would say is very much traditionally for example american as well now if we for a moment you know untie it from any potential affiliations to any groups which anyhow usually are misnomers and uh, traps in a sense just a general idea of being against interest and central banking is, I would say, quite established and at least to me also completely logical. No,
0: right. Um, I'll read this Ezra Pound quote, but Ezra Pound, whom I'm not very familiar with, was apparently in a fucking psych ward for 12 years or something or some kind of prison imprisonment because he was kind of doing the originations of the whole end the Fed movement with other people being like, this is a conspiracy. Over here. I mean, this gets into conspiracy and histories of conspiracies. I'll read this really quick, but I kind of wanted, I mean, I only brought up the Silk Road thing because I'm like, I think it's been happening on the other side of the coin. And then this gets into like, you know, us versus them isms. And I'm trying to get to a unified. It's all one. I mean, we kind of all get that. And then, you know, we all play our roles, which kind of dark the show, which if you guys haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's in German. It's very, very, well, it's almost like Lost meets Twin Peaks or something. It's crazy as fuck. Um, Only 26 uh, episodes, so it's very doable. But anyway, this Ezra Pound quote um, from. Guide to culture, and culture is spelled K-U-L-C-H-U-R. Pound is uh, categorizing these as both mystic states, which, while having entirely opposite aims and means, two sides of the different coin, are equally concerned with the spiritual. So he says, uh, and this thing, right, culture. uh, Two mystic states can be uh, dissociated. The The ecstatic, beneficent, and benevolent contemplation of the divine love and the divine splendor with goodwill toward others, and the bestial, namely the fanatical, The man on fire with God, and anxious to stick his snotty nose into other men's business or reprove his neighbor for having a set of tropisms different from that of of the fanatics, or for having the courage to live more greatly and openly. The second set of mystic states is manifest in scarcity economists, in repressors, etc. The first state is a dynamism. It has time and again driven men to great living. It has given them courage to go on for decades in the face of public stupidity. It is paradisical. And a reward in itself seeking not further, perhaps because a feeling of certitude inheres in the state of feeling itself. The glory of life exists without further proof for this mystic, which I thought was, a, I mean, I was book is um, what I'm reading this from. So it's kind of like secondhand smoke or whatever. I'm not reading Ezra Pound particularly personally. But very resonant to what you guys were talking about, which is like, yeah, there's banking weirdness, high weirdness. I don't know the causal necessity of it. I'm trying to look like big picture, where it's like this is, this is what the Dow needs right now, or whatever. You know, it's like you, because it gets hard not to. I, um, we've talked about this rough a uh, bunch on the show with many different people. I'm always very curious how people try to be dynamic and identified without being overly committed and zealous to a blinding. In a blinding way, or you know, a bigoted way, or whatever, because you know we can just be like, "Oh yeah, fuck banks," but it's like straight up, like there, it's a, it's a both and. And I think as Rapun was talking about, it's like yes, maybe there's nefarious craziness, but it's like there's a lot of good that comes out of this stuff too, and it's equal in measure. So as bad as things can be, really good things happen in equal opposite ways. What are your guys' thoughts?
2: Well, I'm just going to come in here look, Ezra Pound is a hugely important character, <clears throat> maybe one of the most important char- American char- you know, literary figures, but political figures. Uh, I, I love him. His famous quote is, make it new. That was his mantra in terms of the writing. He wanted to make the literature new. And I think that's a lovely way to think about any endeavor, creative endeavor. What are you doing to make it new? Adding unique value. Um, and, you know, he was a, a big influence on people like Jack Kerouac and the Beat Generation. Um, I'm just going to give a little, quick little background on him because I think it'll provide context it, yeah. here. Um,
0: Very appreciative of that. Thanks.
2: So he, he, he left for Europe uh, um, and, you know, he helped, uh, let's see, Yates, Hemingway and one other uh, and T.S. Eliot. They all won Nobel Prizes. After closely working with Pound, so he was a literary master, but yeah, he's very much um, a, a part of the anti-federal reserve movement in the 20th century. And to speak to what Raphael was saying, it's a, an extremely important part of the American character that we—it's kind of hidden now because of the propaganda. But the battles against the central bank happened at the, in the during the origin of the of America itself, all throughout the. 19th century there were battles back and forth and then finally culminating in the creation of the federal reserve in 1913 so it's an essential feature of the american political landscape and what pound did when he was he was in a hospital i think saint elizabeth or in elizabeth new jersey uh, it's a famous hospital because woody guthrie was there that's where woody died um uh, but he was released at the end of his life and sent back to italy um But he had this protege, Eustace Mullins, and Eustace Mullins is a really interesting character in American conspiracy lore. He died, I think, in like 2010, but he wrote a bunch of essential books about um, central banking, the Federal Reserve. He's got a lot of work about the medical industrial complex and Rockefeller Medicine. Like Illuminati
0: Origins kind of thing
2: yeah and it's a similar origin of the of your controlling so this is not so just that's a little bit of background on Ezra Pound extremely important this is my theory on all this stuff and I'll throw this to you guys the way I see it is that there's controllers of like the life force that's really what the heart of the matter is is the vibrant teeming life that is inherent in the human uh you know entity you know you're born Dylan he's got the new record he's got this the best song on it it's called uh, my own version of you in my opinion but there's a line in there he says you know it creeps in your body the day you were born the immortal spirit he's talking about this immortal spirit but it's like a battery because the heart beats i mean life is a force of life If you ever you guys have taken a bunch of uh psychedelics you drop a bunch of psychedelics and you can feel the life force all through you i mean you know colors come off the body and so what the banking all banking is and i'm talking about usuristic banking is just a way to siphon that life force because you're getting in in between transactions of activity that would take place without money. um, And that is the transaction of making food for each other and building things. But you insert yourself and your technology, it's really a magical technology, money and banks and all of that stuff. You insert that technology and you sort of, it's like an oil well. You go right into the ground and you get that oil coming out of the earth. They're like tapping into the vibrant life force of the flow of human transaction with this uh, advanced magical technology of money. And that is once you tap into that, and then they control it, right? And that's why it's this hierarchy built around, you know, built around accessing that life force. So that's my theory on, and medicine's the same way because you have to have that. That's an essential component of the human flow of life. Is the med- our bodies decaying, and how we treat it for health? So they're middlemening that activity. But the one last thing I'll say is that, well, two more things. One is that when you look at the Knights, Knights Templar, and this goes into the European. Banking heritage tradition. Why it's in Europe? Why it's centered in Europe? Is because they somehow discovered this technology, and I don't know how old. I'm sure it goes all the way back. But I mean, there was advances and upgrades in banking technology that took place in Venice, and then into the Netherlands, et cetera, and then into to England. And so they basically learned how to control this. You know, the, the the most important control mechanism there is, so that's the one point. And then the second point, and then it went into oil, and then it went into medicine in the twentieth century. But the second point, and maybe more important, is that that's what's happening now. That's what the fourth industrial revolution is about. See, it's a new. They're they're using the technology, the advancements in technology like sensor technology, nanotechnology, to go even deeper into the human battery, and become even like a middleman in even more transactions. They want to go in to become a middleman into like your, your heartbeat and the flow of your blood and all of that stuff. That's how I see what's happening. It's about controlling the life force. And um, so anyhow, yeah, it's very, very interesting. And Ezra Pound, you know, at the end of his life, um, Ginsburg, the poet uh, Ginsburg, went to Pound and said, listen, you're an anti-Semite. And, and and they basically made peace with each other. And Pound basically said, listen, I'm not against one group. I'm against you, Sarah. That's the Greek term for it, Uh, but it's the idea of this exploitation. And I think that what he meant was this kind of extracting the life force for your benefit. He's really talking about that. And I'm just kind of throwing out some general uh, ideas here. I mean, we could really get technical with the definition, but he's talking about this kind of exploitative extraction that usura or usury in the banking context is that, you know, and the Templars, if you know their history, and I'm not an expert, but I mean, they basically set up banks along those crusading, the path uh, path, uh, to the Middle East, and these were banks where they were running interest. And so people think that's what the Ark of the Covenant is, is the usura technology.
0: I had never heard that last statement before. Fascinating. Raphael, any thoughts? Because this is getting into turf that I it's titillating, but I'm nowhere near well enough eloquent like you know, I can't speak about this stuff very well at all.
1: Yeah, so I hadn't heard about the very last statement yet either, because others would say it's like a free energy tech, it's alien tech, the Ark of the Covenant, it's a UFO communication device, who knows? I mean oh, radiation these... stuff. One thing maybe to check out is uh, Foresight Institute. I believe they do a reading. They're like these super amazingly skilled uh, remote viewers. Foresight Institute. They even do monthly forecasts and so on and have usually three independent, very skilled remote viewers. And it's just astounding, you know, whatever one then may think of it, but the way they sync up and what they bring up, including about Ark of the Covenant, the story of Moses and the vision of, you know, the burning bush and all of that um anyhow so there is uh, many different uh, perspectives on the ark of the covenant in terms of extracting life force generally i'm all with you i would say it's if you want to put it in a you know star seed context or star wars context this is of course an orionite system both uh, the economy and also religion the way we structure it which is or then controlling life force the one is your spiritual connection to your higher self getting mediated by the priest and usually you know corrupted siphoned off blackmailed don't even want to know um and uh, the economic connection of course uh through the bank and even the general idea you know that somebody could own your land or also even the idea like you know native americans supposedly were like Like, what do you want with your gold? Like How do you want to buy this land? And even today, at least in all of Austria or all of Europe, technically, even if you buy land, it's not really yours. You're still paying property tax. You can literally never even really own anything, though technically private property is the great hallmark of capitalism. But you can't ever really get a deed that's actually secure, um, which I find curious. And in general, of course, we are all already free energy devices in the sense uh, with all kinds of so-called, then winter, I guess would agree, negentropic properties if we access the proper states, meaning not decaying but actually creating order, creating energy, channeling consciousness, however you want to call it. And it may well be that those implementing these Orionite uh, you know, extraction systems of usury and so on they're not really hip to that, it seems. So the only way, and also because of some ideological and polarization differences, that they see that they can proceed is through control. And because they themselves do not find that proper you know, connection within themselves, that they would not need to extract it from elsewhere, because they don't know about that or don't want to use that. All that's left is all these kind of black magic systems, some very explicit um, procedures and rituals, let's say, and some much more subtle. And yeah, that's in a sense how, in my view, of course, all this negative control control structure was allowed to be built. Again, I'm not even blaming those guys, you know. We discussed this also many times. But um, that's in a sense how it looks to me, and that's also why for me, not that it's a real fight in a sense, you know, where everything is uh, one with God. But um, I can also really understand why, You know, Jesus sometimes is drawing the battle lines pretty clear or you have this clear distinction and like, well, if the only thing you're here to do is try to see how you can manipulate and trick other people and extract the life force only because you're ignorant to do it through your own divine connection, I can understand that those are people that many others would not really want to be around. I mean, I think that's kind of relatable, no?
0: Yeah, and it makes like skexies in groups is how I think of it. But then I'm kind of wondering what the cause and necessity of it is. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, mosquitoes are annoying, but do you decimate the population just because it's convenient? Like, should we be – I'm not even getting – I'm kind of curious about your all's position in terms of staying woke, if you want to put it that way, while committing to a position where you're like, I don't like those guys. I don't like what they're doing. How does one – change like you know all things must be new or whatever you were saying pound was saying like do it new how do we do it new given that we're so embedded in these systems i don't i mean i guess bitcoin is you know and all this crypto and stuff is a edging towards those places is it is it being allowed ultimately this gets into conspiratorial weirdness um i don't want to be passive to a degree where i'm not doing what i need to do but do i need to do anything You know, do I need to swim against the river currents or is this just like, you know, the nature of the river where we are now or whatever, if you know what I'm saying? Maybe
1: just um, an SGM curious as to your opinion about the crypto maybe a good example. So, of course, on the one hand, this could be, oh, this is my new world order wet dream. Finally, everyone will have a digital wallet and everyone will be on the blockchain. I mean, even here, the terminology can be a bit scary. However, ultimately, it is just an accounting system that is transparent. And in this case, based on consensus consensus algorithm, meaning it's not so easy for somebody to cook the books, which has been a huge issue so far, of course, or yeah, cooking the books basically. And um, which would even somehow raise the question for me with this whole, whole double accounting thing. Everyone calls it an invention, an innovation. I don't know enough about it. But it, I know that by now, at least, it's become completely fraudulent so much so that A few years ago, even the World Federation president of accountants or something like this said, we can actually not in good conscience ever certify any existing bank because of all kinds of technical and legal reasons. But of course, it's just uh, simply still being done. So even here, of course, the, in a sense, their own rules are uh, getting broken left and right. So in terms of the crypto, I just wanted to say on the one hand, it can be the digital, you know, dream of a a control structure. On the other hand, it could be a deflationary system with, at the very least, open and transparent accounting um, because at least this could, to some extent, level the playing field. It could. And also, very practically, if we already use digital currency, which anyhow we do, most people's bank accounts are completely virtual. They don't even have cash, let alone precious metals or anything like that. But in this case, at least you have a system where it's not like with Western Union, you're paying 15% and it takes a week or who knows what. But uh, you're literally paying $0.06 cents and it takes 10 seconds. And it's uh, on a public system where you can't just easily get banned by someone or your credit score is squashed. So it's eventually, talking about the current... I don't think it's so much about swimming against the current. It's like going with the flow, but also kind of knowing when is the right moment to kind of steer yourself a little bit. So, in the end, you know, you end up in the right uh, branch or however you call it of the river to arrive at the promised land you actually wanted to get to and not, you know, the tech dystopia or something.
2: Well, I can give you my take on it, and I and I think that uh, I'm in the camp of it's highly dangerous, and it's basically going to enslave humanity. You know, the auction block when they used to auction off slaves, it's called the auction block, and that's what we're going to be on. We're all going to be on the auction block, and you know, I I don't mean to I'm leading with kind of a kind of a, a one kind of a maybe. Um, a hyperbolic expression of that because I do think it's important for people to consider. But let me just kind of bring that back here. I mean this is this is the big deal. Bill Gates has talked about it. They want everything to be on the blockchain because there's no more black markets. And black markets are essential for human flourishing because in any government, you can look in communists and the communist side when they try to control The only way to get things or to get access to certain, the tools that the human being needs to flourish and create to go back to the pound analogy, you know, you make it new by having things and and having access to materials and mixing, matching, you know, there has to be this kind of open market. And so when you when you put everything on the blockchain, it means no more black markets. Every transaction can be seen and then therefore controlled. And I would encourage people to read things like Codex Alimentaris. uh, That's the UN. Recommendation for how food will be marked and distributed, uh, things like UN Agenda 30, they're very clear about, um, I mean, this is a headline that's been, that has gone around recent, in recent months, the WHO says, or sorry, the World Economic Forum says, you won't own anything and you'll be happy. And of course, that elite class of 0.001 percenters will own it all, like Bill, Bill Gates has bought all that farmland. That news just came out this week. So let me just go back. The fear is this. Look, ride the wave, man. Make all the money you can. But I think people need to be thinking about the exit plan. Like, What does it look like in a world where everything is tagged and marked and public, and the authorities in, in, your, uh, gov- uh, in your local government where you're living know everything you've done, everything you've said, everything you've purchased? And then they're going to come for their pound of flesh, you know, and, and it's just like with the mask mandates, not even wanting to get into are masks, good or bad. But just it's an example of how there are, there is edicts by the government to control activity and human behavior. And when you have the public blockchain, it makes it that much more difficult to resist and to get out from under those edicts. And so that's the fear uh, is that you right. it. it you know again the public nature of the ledger the other one more point and then i'll come back The try try to do this try to get your bitcoin off of like whatever you're let's say you're trading on i don't know some bitcoin market you've got to transfer the bitcoin to another exchange that's going to be some kind of fee that exchange you have to transfer it then into the local currency then you have to send the local currency to the bank there's fees every step of the way and then some banks are not accepting. Bitcoin like in the UK. This was the last two weeks. The story came out there you HSBCs denying people for um, receiving Bitcoin um, you know, profits from their exchanges. They've cut that all off. So my point is just this, that the regulators, the government, the monopoly of violence, who controls the monopoly of violence is the key. Because they can just say, no, okay, you've got your crypto, you've got your millions. Well, sorry, we turned it off in terms of the legal tender. And then they just start raiding and shutting people down. And we've seen that with social media, where you can just turn people off on the back end. Amazon Web Services just cut off parlor, right? And so... I guess my fear is that it gets dark. It's not, it's darker in terms of, I mean, we don't want the government to have the open kimono with everything we're doing is my, would be my number one fear, but look, I'm optimistic. I'm, I have some crypto or I have during the last few years. And so I'm not someone who's not participating in it, but, um, that's my, my short take on that. And, um, I do think it goes back to controlling the human, the free flow. See, we're free energy devices. Just like you said, Raphael, we have the God, particle in us are involuntary our heart is just like the the best battery there is it's it's always beating it's creating life we can project with our thoughts and create reality um and this is what i think see that's what i think the free energy device was it was the usury machine because that's free money the federal reserve literally just presses a button and it's free money they can buy anything they want They can do anything they want.
1: I mean, it's this technology supposedly based on collateralized life insurances, no? Kind of, right? Assets and stuff.
2: Yeah, that's so. That's the human farm idea that you were referring to earlier. That yeah, you you can you've got the social security and and they have actuaries that are valuing each life. That's why the United States and Russia and China—they're the most populous nations in India—and they have you know they're the power of the superpowers. The more human. Capital you have, the more powerful you are, um and and yeah, I do think yeah. So anyhow, just that that's my quick take on that. And I think that well, let me give this little bit of optimism here. The thing is, for me, the number one thing: forget the money system we're in, forget the constraints. I mean, people have to get in touch with their divine power and start acting from that being centered in their lives, because that's something they can't even access, you know. And there will always be wars. There's going to be 5,000 restaurants opening up in Italy. That's the human spirit coming together, you know, and so that's what I think is most important in all this. These control structures are changing, and also body autonomy. I'm big on that, and I'll go on record saying that. You've got to make sure you're not putting things in your body that might adulterate this, um, this profound battery this, and this divine energy that's, that's the best web, It's the best technology in the universe, the human. So don't, don't adulterate that. You've got to keep body autonomy so i mean that's i'm not afraid i guess what i'm saying i'm happy to be alive i think i'm really optimistic um
1: so let me just uh, maybe just to reply right now in terms of the cryptocurrencies briefly to give them i basically agree with the things you say and the outlines also i mean there are these patterns as i understand as you said putting everything on the blockchain then neural link yourself in and every heartbeat is tokenized or something like that. And the funny thing, and I'm not sure how many people share this, but I've had visions of these kind of things ever since I'm a child, basically. In a sense, you one could relate this to the, the, because this is what's actually happening in the Akash. Everything is recorded and uh, persistent, let's say, and accessible if you're in the right frequency. So these systems already exist. The joke is just that the confused control structure want to recreate that system that's already there in the astral, in my view, and they want to recreate it in the physical and use it for their own purposes, which for many different reasons, of course, is not in the interest of the population at large. However, speaking of cryptos themselves, the real points here being, just briefly, from a libertarian point of view, what you can do, and anyone can do this at least much more easily than before, is create their own currency, meaning And no, it doesn't ever. You can never skip the path or process of knowing yourself and accessing your own powers and spirituality, just as you mentioned. However, doing that would also include the uh, the ability to discriminate. And here, the point would just be that anyone can set up a cryptocurrency. And if people become more and more discerning, they would become more and more wise to choose what to invest in, or put in different terms. These cryptos may seem like nice assets and, oh, I'm going to make a buck or something. But I have to be very honest with you. The only reason really that I'm in there is even ethical because compared to the current banking system and what's happening there, uh, you don't want to leave uh, five years at the bank knowing how that accounting system is really being run. So that's number one that always has the opportunity, even if you have something like XRP that seems to be a bankster coin, once people really wise up to it and it crashed for the 10th time deliberately just to make a buck uh, for the end-of-quarter accounting uh, ski, uh, sheets, yeah, um, then people may understand this and may switch to more other currencies or new currencies may be developed. So what I want to say is the very basic free market idea in an idealized fashion for currency never existed at all you had a legal tender and you do anything else, you get banned, you get persecuted. This seems to be shifting and that in general is a good idea because it just gives more options. And if there can be more competition between currencies, I'm pretty sure the people at large over time and with discernment would realize which system to use, which would not be centrally controlled, but actually have the true advantages of a blockchain in a positive sense. So it would allow for an open market of uh, currencies. It's a deflationary instead of inflationary. Um, it is, in my view, of course, absolutely not exclusive to still using something like cash to border, to just gift stuff or use any types of other methods, and it shouldn't be exclusive. So I'm not saying everything must be put on there. All options should be open always. And the real point here being just as I believe Galloway was his name. He ran for mayor. Uh, in London, and his idea was, well, let's put the entirety of the public accounting on a public blockchain. And here, on the other hand, I'd be sure, you know, put every cent on it, um, that's uh, public money. So here we can also turn it around. It's always the question, how we use the technology and how we focus it in terms of, you know, what effect it will have on society. Um, and then just briefly mentioning, because you talked about the islands and exchanging, that is an issue that's true. However, the idea would, of course, be that you have, over time, more and more vendors and individuals that would just accept uh, coins directly. So you don't even need to go back to a fiat system anymore. Also in comparison to banks, you cannot just turn off a blockchain or manipulate it in the way that a bank could manipulate an account or block it. And you have solutions like Monero, and I can only assume there will be more, that have as prime focus anonymity. So you could even have in the most ideally positive sense something of a black market also within such a digital system, if that's what you're looking for. And aside from that, I just would like to say that ideally, very soon, all this kind of accounting in detail becomes superfluous because we realize that we have abundant resources and don't need to fight over them. And lastly, I completely agree. And there is even a movement right now, I believe in Austria, even to have the idea of body autonomy be put into the rank of a so-called uh, constitutional or base law that it basically cannot ever be overturned anymore except by at least a two-thirds majority so i'm all 100 percent with you on that one especially now
2: should should I come in here Jim and this yeah, is quick I'm answers here. I'm fun. I mean, yeah okay yeah <laughs> and it's not i mean look Raphael, i appreciate the spirit of this and i'm not i'm certainly an optimistic person so i'm really open to um, systems outside of the control structure that can thrive and that can utilize this technology and and still be such that it's still operative so i'm open to that but these are the reasons why i think that's less likely or even if they exist they'll be really on the margins uh, and they will be like just basically it's about us no
1: Mm -hmm. but that, that whole thing and even the idea of course even any opposition can be controlled and so on of course but ultimately in terms of whether we are then using any technology let's just say blockchain in general and whether we use a version of that that's really smart and helpful Whilst any controllers or anyone with any dreams of power can always present a bad system and sell you a poisoned apple or try to, but once people wise up, and that's the spiritual aspect, of course, I think it will be pretty simple for us just to construct systems that are really helping us uh, and, you know, not siphoning off energy anymore. And they may well be for a time, something involving blockchain until we realize oh, we don't need that anymore either. You see what I'm saying? So I think it's that's the discernment part, and there there is no because there is no force that could really dictate what should happen and what should be the majority and what should be on the margin. You know, it's still a decision that's in a sense up to popular vote in terms of what do people comply with, and that again is very much a question of uh, individual discernment. And what do you say? Yep.
2: You've hit the nail on the head. That's exactly where I was going to go, Raphael. What will people comply with? That's the heart of the matter, and see, and that's why the control structure, as we've known it uh, heretofore, you know, as we've known it up until this point in time, is so focused on the propaganda. Mechanism. That's the Edward Bernays, and now we've got MK Ultra, and it's so advanced now because it's it's they're tapping directly into the nervous system with the apps, with the feed that we scroll, and then and then when we click on stories or videos, they've got AI running that, so it's being tweaked constantly to grab our attention and maximize what we give over to it. So this is my thing. I'm less optimistic that um the answer to the question what will we comply with that the answer to that question would be something like we will only comply with structures of freedom and human flourishment i think that is not going to be the case and i hate saying that i mean i really do and I, i mean in my personal life i'm hoping to to use that discernment and really work hard to choose the uh opportunities that that are most kind of free let's say just as a general label but in terms of the collective and this, and all we have to do is like analyze current events.
1: Um, uh, I, I think just that, sorry, just briefly. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, people are not. For example, very concrete example. From everything I've heard, both Germany and Austria, and probably many other places, uh, people, especially the so-called healthcare workers, have no interest whatsoever in being guinea pigs for Bill Gates' newest. I'm about to say antivirus program, you know, and that's a fact from what I can gather, and that's a clear non-compliance that by now already would be expected.
2: Yeah, I so I agree that on that level there, and there's there's going to be non-compliance on uh, MOS uh, around the mRNA mRNA technology, but this is the ace in the hole. You got to remember, we're dealing with the power structure. A, it's like a stick and a carrot. Uh, system. They use propaganda. They try to motivate with propaganda heavily. But when push comes to shove, and this is their ace in the hole, that um, I'm not really sure how to get around. Um, war, war, brutalization, um, complete terrorization of the population. You terrorize a population economically. This goes back to the economic hitman idea or the shock doctrine book. Then people will just believe whatever they're told out of Stockholm. And and that is their ace in the hole, because remember, they control the weapons, they control the levers of power in the society. So at any moment in time and you can study World War One and World War Two, and we don't have to get into any really deeper details than that. But just people can go out like the um, James Corbett documentary. I think I may have brought it up here before. Uh, He's got great work on World War Two. And it appears that there is uh, some. of that happening where the power structure decides to effectively pull it to shock the population into the changes that they want to implement. And there's nothing that can be done when people just go along with it. And I'll tell you one personal anecdote. My grandfather, he was in the 1930s and early 40s, a young young guy from South Texas, um, really put himself up by his bootstraps, was in college. He was part of a group in America They were called the America First, the Firsters. It was a massive, extremely popular um, group of, of all kinds of citizens that were against entering the war. Very, very popular. The day after Pearl Harbor, he went in the morning right down to the station to volunteer. Right. And, and that, that, yeah, he was stockholmed and everybody was stockholmed. If you didn't do that, you were pressure. Moral. The social and Yeah. So, I mean, like you can read about Bukowski. He had all kinds of ostracization because he said, you know, I'm mentally ill and he went into the interview and basically talked nonsense and he got out of it. But th- that's my that's my answer back, Rafael, ultimately. Look, I love the optimism. I'm going to be trying to do that. I want to go to the uh, Monero's and things. By the way, with Monero, all of the privacy coins, a lot of the exchanges just removed them in the last two weeks, the big exchanges. Oh, right. So there's an attack on the privacy coin, so i'm just less optimistic in terms of of an individual spiritual enlightenment that will have to come up against the power structure trying to kind of change and use their full power to manipulate the masses and we have people in society we have true but we have people to look up to like you know look at people like Gurdjieff, or even henry miller or these artists and these thinkers that sort of rode the waves of the collapse and the rise and fall of societies to know bring these the, the spiritual truth to the forefront Rudolf steiner i think was one who was I, I don't know his whole biography but you know that's the task it's less about the collective utopia and i might saying you're arguing for this but i just don't i think the collective's doomed man that's just the nature of the kali yuga that's the nature of this realm but the it's the individual that is where greatness can can, can emerge so anyhow those are some of my thoughts on it look i we share a lot here okay we share a lot I love your optimism. You're not, not listening for this. off. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> oh, and the thing <laughs> okay, is... Right. I know you've been on here
0: where you said something contrary to somebody else, and they got all pissy, but that's not how we are.
2: That's the cute thing. Oh. I wanted to bring that up again, but we don't have to. We oh,
1: to yeah. all, We, I we totally can.
0: Them, <laughs> oh, Jim, come on. You'll it. Uh, one quick stuff. thing, and I'll uh, let you guys talk about whatever. Um, it seems to me that Bitcoin, what's coming to mind, because it seems just like... Because you were talking about how this has been an American problem. Raphael's seen Hamilton, which is a good musical on Disney+. Plus. Um, I mean, that was the whole point of Thomas Jefferson and the Southern States versus the Federal Reserve, not the Federal Reserve, but the... Um, Alexander Hamilton, Hamilton the, the bankers, yeah. The yeah,
2: bankers, yeah British exactly. bankers I mean, this is Hamilton, old
0: yeah. as shit. And this is, this is weird shit. It's happening in rooms we can't enter into. And it seems there's been a pole shift on the one hand I want to say, because it seems like at one point, it, I mean, it, it's like dynasty, you know, it's not just like us versus them. It's not simple, binary kind of like you know oppression or something like that and Raphael knows this and i'm sure you're aware of it. it's like there's you know many parties doing many deals with many ends in such a way that the mechanisms the gravity of the mechanism is always moving in a certain direction which i think i hear raf i mean s.j saying it's like it's going this way but sometimes like you know the son of a prince says, well, I'm going to go start a colony, but I'm still going to run it. You know, it's like that kind of thing. It feels to me like Bitcoin and this stuff is on the surface level, a very Age of Aquarian, like techno-utopianist freedom thing. But it seems to me kind of like um, the thought that was coming to mind, and I'm not an expert on any of this, Um, the Matrix, the first Matrix movie, and well, really the second, when it's like Smith is part of the system, but then he gets freed in a way, but he's not with the people of Zion, if that makes sense. Let me just let me
2: c- quickly Go in here. Um, I think Bitcoin's NSAC and CIA, probably Vatican or the crown. Um, and it's just a classic case of the obfuscation around it is the biggest red flag. And I think Bitcoin is the sheepdog to get people in to this digital system that's coming very soon. I mean, Christine Legrand just came out and oh, said, yeah, sure. the digital the digital euros
1: coming. Galle, the f- yes.
2: Yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, Garda <laughs> I think yeah. is her name. She's not the great, but she's the, the guard or whatever.
2: Yeah, uh, just and just real, quick, just real quick, I'll be really quick here. But then the Fed coin was in the legislation, the CARES Act, when right. the market crashed in March. So. Digital central bank currencies are coming. What Bitcoin's going to be is the digital gold, and that's why I'm—I mean, I'm super bullish Bitcoin. Bitcoin two thousand, three hundred thousand over time, because that's going to be the digital gold in the new system. But to get your Bitcoin profits, you have to filter through FedCoin and EuroCoin. So, that it, and it's all public. So it's not like it's freedom. It's just—it's just the digital system. Well, new system.
1: You're really saying that you don't expect that first maybe hackers and ultimately even legislation and <laughs> upon the dawning of the age truly a sovereign people will just you know find ways and systems to circumvent that and ultimately you know have a more transparent and beneficial system because i see what you're saying and that is totally a risk and in a sense almost should be you know painted like the devil on the wall because most people are simply woefully unaware even of these possibilities i mean I see again and again how little people understand of technology and I'm not saying that I understand so much, but the issue really becomes because it's so uh, intertwined with our day to day lives. It really becomes a necessity, but I guess it's just like with health, you know, this would since ever have been very intertwined with our lives. And also many people chose to pretty much ignore, you know, their own intuitions on it. So, um, yeah, I just want to reemphasize. I completely agree with your points of, uh, contention in the issue and that definitely there will be a 100,000 attempts to like sidetrack this and lure people into bad solutions as always through all kinds of tricks. Again, I just would reiterate uh, discernment, 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 uh, fresh eyes every moment uh, to reassess and intuit what is the love-based and uh, freedom choice in any given now.
2: And, so, and you and I are completely on the same page with that, Rafael, because just we don't even need to think about Bitcoin and the Fed coin and Euro coin coming. Let's just set all that aside. Let's look at the last 20 years and we can analyze every step of the way. What was the freedom choice that we were presented with each step of the way? And I can look back at my own life. I mean, for me, not having a cell phone, I gave in in about 2012, finally. But there was several years there. I didn't jump on it right away because it was the freedom choice for me. Like, I didn't want to get into that. I was writing a novel and and I knew that as soon as I got the phone, I, I, I lost all of my creative, you know, I had to really fight for my creativity. And I finally gave way because it was inevitable. But then once I had the phone, it's like what I have, it's every day, like turning it off. I use airplane mode. I have all kinds of tricks. I meditate all. That. I mean, so. We're already confronted with this daily choice of of centering the spirit. This is what I was talking about before, and we're going to be confronted with it in the new system too. You know, and so it's I don't really see it as that much different, frankly. It's just going to be same boss, you know, new boss same as the old boss, and there will be opportunities, just like in the last twenty years. Let's think about this, like going on a yoga retreat or building community, wasn't based on the mainstream media. I remember when I was like right around nine eleven. You could either get your news from the cable networks in America. There was like three uh, nightly networks, CBS, NBC, ABC, and then there was some, some big cable networks, Fox and some others. Or you could go online in the early days of the internet and and go to websites that were the alternative and find the information of the... the, I like to think about it as dissenters and as subversive arts or subversive dissenting voices. Wherever they are, that's where you go. If they're using a new digital currency that they make for a few years and it's functional and then they get shut down, you use it during that time. You know what I'm saying? Like I think this is gonna be an ongoing battle Right. Where it, you know that's and, and I'm with you we have to we have to choose love and all of that stuff, but I do think that it will happen with this other thing that's pretty clearly going to be implemented, which is public ledgers, no black markets, an attack on the people, and a control structure with a digital currency, probably conditioned upon um, getting that body body autonomy giving way. Uh, I think they're going to condition, you know, they're, you know, and we don't have to get too dark there, but those are kind of the dystopic versions where they destroy everything. And then you, you get, you build back better only if you give over certain things, then you get the downloads because that's what that bill said. The Fed can inject it right into your digital wallet and that's how they're going to do the stimulus. So that's yeah, one dark think... condition. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah no, i totally with you. I just want to say build back better. Of course, that's, you know, the... Uh i think world six, economic six, slogan six, forum or the i mean that maybe that also i just saw like one meme or something where this apparently is one of the new terms that has been used as you know propaganda not just for the people but apparently being relayed you know through different i don't i guess biden mentioned it and but also some other companies or states or something they're now all about building back better suddenly um whatever but, uh, but i just think Trudeau, that it's, yeah. right right i just think that uh, because people are wising up and so on, and we, we can get into all kinds of more things and maybe including the Trump ban Q, whatever else you like. I just have the idea. It just really seems to me that every time the more blatant that the more strict, the uh, let's say oppression becomes, I'm honestly almost laughing or literally laughing when I watch the news and I'm like, Oh my God, they dare to do that. Or they're like in Congress. Oh, you can't say father and mother anymore. Apparently at least they had the bill for that. And I'm like, "Wow, how insane are they?" And uh, I just can't see that flying ultimately. To me, it's really like a really bad freak show preview. This is what you would get if you continue down that road. We're showing you everything right now. And at the same time, I'm pretty much certain that none of this will really come into effect to that in that uh, you know dark variant. Just because by then people will have wised up, and once that is done and discernment is installed, we can't really fall off the cliff in the same way anymore. At least I would assume for a generation, or if we make the jump in consciousness, then at least for a thousand years or
0: something. It's tricky because uh, I mean I'm I'm just thinking because roughly you're rough, kind of like oh I hope people will be discerning. Like you got to think at one point when people were just having cage or cave orgies and some guy goes, I know I'm the father. I'm going to start a family and the patriarchy started or whatever the fuck happened. Um, It seems that we're at the end of the patriarchy, generally speaking. It's not like today. I think we're in the beginnings of the age of Aquarius and it's an aeon shift, but it takes a lot of time. Um, That's why I like reading the Gene Keys. By Richard Rudd so much because it's just like this is genetics playing out these are certain genes have to die off like I mean it sounds weird and maybe it's like you know spiritual eugenics or something but it's like greed is going to have to die out and people you know that are that way are going to perpetually die out but what, what I'm kind of getting at is it seems like for a long time systems have been getting tighter and tighter and we it gets tricky on the one hand we don't know what normal human life is and we have a tendency to like slam into like you know 19th 20th century romanticism of like you know post libertarian idealism like post-revolutionary war all this kind of stuff where it's like i'm an individual i'm not even saying that's wrong but we have a certain like taste in our mouth that we're used to and it's changing and we're fighting against that is that good or bad i mean is that, is this beyond good and evil i'm trying to get to a place in a Nietzschean way like that's beyond good and evil where i'm like it's all good and it's all happening and you get to pick um i'm not saying you're wrong Raphael, but i think i'm kind of starting to realize I don't know. I think it's gonna get a lot weirder for a lot longer. The world that we kind of all grew up in for the past few years is probably. I mean, imagine some of the last free market type situations like that. It feels just like, you know, like you were saying, Ralph. Like, how can they get away with this? It's like that's what's. I mean, whether you go to Pearl Harbor or you know, Berlin and Adolf doing his thing there, or go further back, you know, it's like people have been doing crazy shit to to kind of tighten the noose over long periods of time and there have been moments of yeah go for it
2: okay i just want to say this This is some astrological stuff you guys will find interesting i probably talked about it with you before but saturn was in aquarius in 1933 and 34. saturn just entered aquarius last year and now it's in aquarius until uh, march 2023 but saturn and aquarius you have the reichstag fire happens during saturn and aquarius you have i just was reading about this yesterday you have the hamburg health passport System that was established in Hamburg. It was a, it was a test case where they got all the health records and organized them into a health document. Um, IBM initiated uh, its deal with the German uh, government in and thirty four, uh, either thirty three or thirty four during this time to do the the counting technology they had. So I mean, it's just amazing when you see that that we're just on a cycle, man. We're just riding a wave. I mean, I saw it. You can look it up. It's called uh, Hamburg Health Passport. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god!" 1934 is the thing. same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. And so, it, when I look at the cycles, and and I think I'll come back to maybe Raphael's side here a little bit. It's just that Saturn's not going to be in Aquarius forever. You no, know, Saturn will get weak later in the decade. It will get hit Cancer, hit Leo. And, hold, and when hold. Pluto
0: hits Aquarius, it'll kill what's not going to work or whatever.
2: Uh, yeah, and the P- Pluto and Aquarius transit. So. I think um, you know. There, there's some optimism there. This is this is a war. It's an ancient war between human beings and whatever this controlled grid is, you know. And we're in the video game, you know. So we have power. We have an ace in the hole. We have the God the God particle, the immortal spirit, as Dylan calls it, or the you know the, the spark of God, as the Gnostics say. That's our ace in the hole. They might have everything else, but they can't beat that, you know. Ultimately, and. Um, I'm interested in 2040. So this is the date that Ray Kurzweil, or 2045, Ray Kurzweil he said the singularity. The singularity, and what happens is Saturn. Le- I mean, Pluto leaves Aquarius the year before Kurzweil. I think it's 2044. So that whole time of Pluto and Aquarius, I think it's what 2025 when it starts, Jim. Um, yeah. Um, um, at, we've got a basically a, 20, a nineteen to twenty year Pluto and Aquarius uh, transit that will be the build up before Kurzweil's date, and uh, Pluto will oppose Uranus five times in the middle of the, that twenty forties. So that's when I'm I'm thinking that that's we hard hope to, here to it's people.
0: like we might cut off the hydro the mechanical Hydra's heads a, a little bit during that time if Pluto's opposite Aquarius five times, or I mean Uranus five times. Because the expansion into tech is like I'm going this way, and Pluto's gonna be like, only if it makes sense or whatever.
2: Well, we'll be we're gonna be grappling with the Aquarian. The, it's a dark Aquarian. People act like the age of Aquarius is bright. I mean, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn and Mercury. I've been tweeting about this recently. I mean, it's like the, the Plato's cave. The, the shadows on the wall, that's Mercury, that's the trickster. And then the, the chains are Saturn. That's what Saturn signifies. Depression, sadness, prisons, isolation, and death. In the ancient text so that's what the age of aquarius is is basic and then mercury's health technology in the older texts and the mercury and saturn rule aquarius by something called triplicity they're the they're the main rulers of aquarius and so we're entering a time when you have the medicalization the body autonomy issues the nanoparticles i mean i've seen those patents people act like this is some kind of wild theory but those patents exist to you know each heartbeat is on the blockchain um or that's That's just a phrase. But I mean, where there's the movements inside the body are then tracked in the Internet of Things. Um, That's real. That's not a theory. That's not that's a real thing. So, I mean, what I think is going to happen is that we've entered this 2020 kicked off the in 2021, the entry into what Agamben calls the biosecurity state. That's now going to be here through this whole Pluto transit Pluto's coming and, there, and that's what we're going to have to deal with How does the state get into the body? What are the rules? I'm so happy 23 to
0: that. and me is a bad idea I'm
2: kidding. <laughs> You know Austria, I hope they enshrine well, that you know that body autonomy thing but this is the battle as we get into this moment of the singularity and you know, that's how I see it, at least. And there's always wild cards like this technology at any moment, I, AIs could be re- unleashed. I mean, they've got those robots, Boston Dynamics. They're doing the TikTok dance with, the, with their robots. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I have not. I mean, I mean it's just insane. And so, um, you know, I think it's buckle up. It's going to get really fucking weird. And all you can do is move with the flow you know, like I'm doing. You go to the country that'll take you in and you just, we can just move with this for a while. And I can't wait, man. Once that country opens up, guys, and we can all party, let's, let's right now, let's book. We can kind of tentatively pencil it in. I'm not we'll kidding.
0: It's like I've been talking to my fiance I'm like, because it feels like the, how do I put it? Uh, and I didn't mean to cut you off. It seems like at times, like, people, like, life finds a way. The human spirit doesn't get snuffed out. I don't think it can lose. But as Alan Watts has said in some sample that's epic that Raphael's played before, um, you know, it the game, in order for it to be titillating, has to get it has to edge really close to fucking losing it seems and we're at one of these pockets where that is manifesting in a very particular way like you're saying um but like we don't have you know the british leaving the the island and going to the new land even though that has disastrous implications to native tribes and stuff like we don't have that i mean that's the whole musk thing i guess which Raphael thinks is stupid I'm not, I'm kind of indifferent on a lot of things. I'm not really sure what to think at this point. I mean, I was having kind of a night of the soul this week and for a lot of reasons, but it's like, where's the new frontier? Um, it, like you were saying in the nineties, it was the internet. That's now pretty locked down. Um, or, I mean, a lot of ways, I'm not saying fully, but like, you know, we can't just, y- even with the Schengen stuff and all these like 90 day minimums, uh, all the paperwork, all the bureaucracy, like you can't just go in a boat and go to a place and say, i uh, this is my plot, or you know, it's like, but that that element will always exist in a new way, I guess. So I don't know. Maybe this is like the meek inheriting the earth, where like Albanians and Macedonians have like a revival of like Bohemian spirit, kind of like Paris in the you know early twentieth uh, century or whatever. I mean, the, but the problem is with globalization and technology and all this stuff. The noose is like. It's been, like, you know, tightened, loose and tightened because of human frailty systems not working, wars not going exactly the way people want them to, whether it's Dunkirk or whatever, right? It's, like, things happen, and it seems like um, even George Bush Senior was saying things about, you know, like, very kind of Orwellian statements, obviously, with New World Order stuff, but being like, you know, this is about stability through, you know, non-improvisation, like, non, you know, less humanity and more roboticism, Which then gets me into philosophical questions of like, what does it mean to be human? Are we just favoring a golden era we've picked? You know, are humans a chain in the evolution of, you know, life where it's like this was a a period, but hold on loosely and cyborg tech, whatever. I'm not personally all about that, but it's like, are we fighting things because of ideals that we hold on to romantically versus like pragmatic stuff? Like, you know, at some point, you know, I guess and this gets tricky because I don't think Raphael agrees to this presupposition. I'm not sure what you think about dinosaurs and shit like that, Darwinianism, but it's like, you know, reptiles ostensibly according to a certain model of science, set, you know, ruled the world for millions of years and then shit happened and then mammals came up. I'm not sure if that's actually true or not. We can get to that some other time. But um, yeah, Especially yeah, if actually, the queen
1: is a lizard that, that's <laughs> too bad for your theory, right?
0: <laughs> well, it's tricky. You're an RH negative. I mean, it gets tricky. This gets crazy where I'm like, how do I play with the game well and accept it while having a role in it that does, you know, like we've talked before, Unity there's also picking sides, Raphael. We've talked about this, right? So it's like it seems there's just a lot going on. Um, I'm not saying I want to go to Albania right now or anything, but like I've been talking to you know I feel that America I don't think this is the place to be. Maybe I'm wrong. But Dude, I'm come like this to is a- come to
2: Albania.
0: Come to fucking I mean, Albania,
2: man. I'm trying to get people to come. I mean I'm not oh really it yet, but just to knowing about it, you can get on a plane, you and your girlfriend, and live for
0: a year there. And
2: well questions. she's stuck
0: in England watching her nan right now. Um but it's tricky because on the one hand, it feels – I don't know. I feel probably like somebody who is right before going out to the west to prospect for gold or somebody who was in England before they came over to this continent or whatever. Like it feels like that where it's like there's something that needs to be done and there's enough pressure that's pushing me somewhere. But I don't really see where that somewhere is right now, if that makes sense. Like the new frontier, it exists always because it's toroidal in nature, this whole thing. So it's like whatever's shutting down, it has to open up somewhere else. Unless it's really Christian apocalyptic bad, and it gets so bad that, like you know, God Himself has to re-enter the fucking matrix and say, "Enough!" This play is shit well, show. God now. certainly
1: has to re-enter the matrix, but you know that's okay.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not say, a fundamentalist. So don't everyone is like, already uh, here.
1: I mean, aren't you all here? You and you and you are listening. I think we're all here. We. Well, I'm sort preferring
0: where this is going. This gets tricky really quick because you hear what I'm saying, Rafael. It's like, all right, I want to like let go and like let God in, in a very weird way, or like submit to the Dao or whatever. But this is like how to wisely integrate and and dance with the I Ching. Like every I Ching hexagram is different. Some hexagrams are like, oh my God, the robot overlord's got you pinned in a fucking full Nelson. There's a different way to act in that situation, giving proclivities, charts, DNA karma all sorts of crazy shit and then there's some that are like you know everything's awesome we're in a golden age and everyone cheers nine of cups shit or whatever um so it's tricky uh and i'm not it's it's all i mean i'm I'm double gemini i struggle with kind of bipolar tendencies anyway but it's like some days i get like reading this book, watching good art like it like i get inspired i'm like fuck yeah but then you look at the situation and it seems that we've been generationally and not even just like a few decades like you know centuries been getting herded into smaller and smaller pens like at one point maybe humans were free and it was like the radical thing to do you know i guess in a weird way theoretically was like create a hierarchy because the power you know the barbarians will come or what you know whatever like that kind of shit and that's cool and so that's like you know going from an open field to a pretty big pen and then eventually it's like feudalism and shit. The pen gets smaller. And then, oh, Magna Carta, great, but we're going to use money and we're going to, you know, you got to vote. And The pen keeps getting smaller and smaller in certain ways. And we keep finding coping mechanisms through creativity and stuff for the Stockholm Syndrome. But like you were saying with your grandfather, SJ, it's like even people who mean really well can get shell-shocked. Because I think, Raphael, you're not assuming that people will do stupid shit. Like their discernment goes out the window when they're in shock and then that's i mean i know you're aware of this but we have people that are like tightening the fuck you know that's the whole point of the skek season dark crystal uh age of resistance which is what we're in now it seems not so much the age of aquarius the age of resistance um where it's like what are you gonna do when your friend gelfling gets all this juices zapped out of him and you saw it like right or whatever it's like some people just like shut down i mean it's like sad and weird but then i'm trying to look at it from a holistic perspective of like this is necessary and i asked to be here but is that me Stockholm so dreaming myself into like fantasies end of age of pisces shit it's tricky
2: i to jump in i think one and i love what you're saying there jim and i think i can understand some of it at least um, my take is, well, I'll say this first. My, my quick take is just, I think we're just in some kind of hologram. I mean, I think all history might be a lie. We're just making it as we go. I mean, I don't even know. I'm Don't open take to it all. too
0: seriously, hopefully.
2: It could all just be something we're producing every moment of the dream, you know, and, and that we might not even, I mean, there's people that, you've had those guys on, the Tartaria people. I've got a friend who's really into that she's been she's gone deep down that rabbit hole and you know they claim you know that even as like a hundred years ago it would be, society's been completely reformed and then everything's been invented or much of the history has been invented so it's um, stockholm
0: syndrome really there
2: yeah i mean i'm open to it i mean i'm certainly don't i hold it all very loosely but this is the thing i would suggest in terms of how to deal like i believe magic is real and that every day we can live a magical existence. And so it's more of the Robert Anton Wilson model where you we have to start engaging directly with the magical powers that we have every day. And then it kind of opens up to us like we can get into the substructure of the matrix and actually start tinkering with it. And once you start doing that... It's like life takes on a whole new meaning. You, you're going to find those those um, areas of freedom. I think I've I'm, I'm just really fortunate to be down here, but this is one of them right now. You know, you can come down here and and there's you know you're basically free to move around. Life is basically how it was in terms of being able to like get an apartment on Airbnb and hang out. And I don't even know if should be talking about it because I don't you know. well, Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. fear is the
0: mind killer. See, that's the problem. Fear is like, the mind killer. Oh, it's the such mind a bitch. Killer killer.
2: Well, the thing is, this this girl just with Bali. The reason why I said that was there was a girl this week. She wrote a an e book and was talking about Bali. A darker skinned woman from America who had her lesbian lover. They split America and went to Bali. And a melanated woman, and um, they they were within forty eight hours because there was an uproar on Twitter. They were they went after her, the mob, um, and the they, she was deported by the Indonesian government. Uh, within 48 hours and so there was a real consequence for her um she was punished, putting it on basically. blast
0: basically yeah, so she was this punished is for finding a
2: way out right <laughs> yeah. but she was but she tried to monetize it she issued an e-book and in part of that ebook was like how to get around the tax rules but bullshit she was kind
0: of but see this I is mean, the problem i mean what happens when you speak up against the fucking powers like everyone's so this is like morpheus he's like there's people that are so entrenched they're willing to defend it and fight for it and even kill you
2: That's what happened to this girl. Yeah. And there was like mobs and they called her a colonizer and that her American passport was a privilege. And, when they're like in her book, there was pictures of her helping local people. She did like a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe, sir, for some local children. She was loved by some of the businesses and things. So, I mean, it's complicated. But my point is just that so I just set all that aside. Look, come to come to the Balkans. They're open. Come here. You, you don't even need to come down here. I mean, just go to Google at any moment. Type in where can I go? There's articles updated constantly and they, they break down the rules. I just you might have to put in a couple hours of research, but there's places people can go right now. Go to Mexico, seen a lot of people in Mexico, so you know those places. But don't are you think those work.
0: structures will eventually capitulate to larger? I mean, it's one thing for I mean, I'm not saying second world in a negative way, but I think Albania and stuff like these aren't <laughs> clearly like a lot of stuff has passed them by in terms of development, and they don't have a Times Square or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I think the weird part is it's like we're having to choose between authentic human life and like Babylon and essentially, and we're so. Oh, such a hard well, choice. Well, no, we're so used to it. Dude, we're on the internet right now. This is a privilege. Like, I mean, it was kind of funny. You were saying they called her a colonizer and privilege. It's like, well, it's not untrue at some level, like, right. It's like, yeah, she has the privilege of being in a, you know, progressive relationship and running around. Whereas some people are like, you know, picking through the garbage in that area or whatever. It, that's life. So I'm not even bitching about that, but it's tricky because it's like the things that we've become, you know, 10 years ago, we didn't have smartphones. Now, can you imagine, like, the internet going out or, you know, whatever? It's like, you could, SJ, because you kind of primed yourself. I mean, I think you're an Aries, right? Um, I forget your chart yeah. exactly, yeah. but yeah. it's like, you're very much a pioneering spirit. So it's like, I'm going to do my thing. I don't really care. Uh, doesn't shock you as much. Raphael is a northern Aquarius. I'm an the moon. Uh, it's tricky, because I think what's happened is, like, the Turkish Delight, It's weird at first, but we've gotten addicted to it enough where we really are having, I mean, I can't speak for all, but it's like, even just now, it's like, all right, so if I, I mean, like Albania, for example, I guess they have internet and stuff. But it's like, what am I sacrificing in terms of the luxuries and expectations that Babylon has given me that I think are quite normal, standard human life? And I know,
2: yeah. Just to say, I mean, look, you're not going to, you're going to upgrade, man. I'm telling you right now, I'm living in a really big apartment that's cheaper than anything I could ever find in America. I've looked a bit going back to American cities. You can't find one city in America and get what I have here for this price with the convenience of walking around in these European capitals. They're, it's, they're all walkable. You don't need a car, great public transportation. It's a massive upgrade. Everything's cheaper. Um, even in Tirana. I mean, from what I've read about, it, I haven't been there yet. But it's apparently a modern, you know, it's a European city. You know, it's not Berlin, but it's got, you know, probably got so, a DM grocery store and organic. It seems food like there's a gypsy
0: balkanization happening where like enough people who are free spirited are probably gonna kick life back into these economies that never maybe even got a fair shake because they were cock blocked out of fucking places where the people power didn't you know they just don't have the numbers, like you were saying. I mean, China and America are going to lead in certain ways because of the systems that are being used. I don't know. I'm not being paranoid, but I might. I'm in this weird kind of, and I can't speak for Raphael. He's not leaving Vienna, and I think you're in a similar economic situation as me, generally speaking. Um, where I'm like, all right, because I, I feel like this call where I'm like, I shouldn't stay here long. This is gilded cage shit. And I feel like the wall like like I can see out the windows now, but like they're slowly kind of closing if that makes sense, so it's like, yeah, I'm here in Colorado, and this is cool, and I know this culture stuff, but even in a weird way, I've always kind of been like where what's hap- where's the place it's happening, and I mean that's kind of a bohemian selfish way of looking at it, but it's like where's the Paris, of the early twentieth century where's the San francisco you got I mean, it sounds like maybe one option I mean I, clearly there's probably pockets everywhere in South America over in you know what, uh Eastern Europe, like what you're doing um but it seems that, I guess, there's a, there's always a risk with life, I mean, in a sense. It's an adventure, you know, just like Bilbo Baggins has to leave the fucking Shire to have a great adventure there and back again. It's like, we've got to be willing to take risks. But I guess what my fear is, and this is, once again, fear being the mind killer, is like, I have not much here, but it's stable enough, and but it's starting to close in, I feel. Whereas if I go out there, I mean... W- <laughs> There's a lot going, you know, what happens if shit gets really crazy and it's like, you don't speak the language, you don't, you're not a local. They're not going to favor you. Hopefully human spirit and kindness and compassion win there. Um, it's tricky. I don't know if it's one that say what? Trust in God. Well, that's what I'm not doing. I mean, that's kind of what I've been battling with where it's like my mind, this is where it's tricky. We're so mental. This gets into jinkies really quick where it's like we're, the Ajna era is kind of ending and we're all kind of trying to figure it out in our minds. And it's like we have to just get in our solar plexus basically and walk Yeah, in there's our a hearts. limit
1: to that. How much you yeah. can figure out and it's, I mean there is always it's always this thing like oh don't just do the wishful thinking. You you got to do something or at least live in integrity. For sure. But then at the same time, there's only so much you can do. And especially with planning, I mean, I guess most people have realized by now there's only so much you can plan and anyhow, it may very well turn out completely differently. However, if you stay in the flow state, in a sense, it will always be in your favor. And then there's not much more you can do. And then also at many points, there is literally nothing more to think about. That's really, you know, also part of the conditioned, I'm about to say, brain or soul damage that we've inherited
0: well it's tricky because in this nor book um, he's talking about john c Lilly's echo thing we've talked about it with andreas on here before but basically it's like almost like and I, I can look back in the book and try to paraphrase it but something to the effect of like there's a grand because it gets into conspiracies in this one chapter. It's like some people think there's like this all-pervasive thing so people you know realize like mckenna's like no one's in control like this is a lot of fucking things going on it's not just about exchanging you know biomatter for fucking gray technology or whatever not to disregard those things but I'm just saying it's not just one thing like the Jews own it all or whatever it's not quite like that uh, probably Um, unless it is in which case you pull all the way back and you're getting into like like cosmic agencies and like you know galactic federations and all that stuff which is kind of what the echo thing is Um, and I think the idea with echo which echo the dolphin is named after and that whole video game is about time travel and shit I didn't really play it because I just didn't have a Sega I guess um, but I was aware of it. I played around with it once or twice, but i didn't own it anyway um it's basically been like you know all synchronicities are through us, like this governing council, which all of a sudden turns into this like you know exponentially bigger conspiracy slash control system and they're like all good and bad cons- you know synchronicities you know basically come through us, and if you acknowledge that we'll we'll give you more it's tricky <laughs> I don't know, and I guess why I'm rambling and I'll shut the fuck up is um Maybe we it's Pandora's box. We know too many of the uh, variables. And it's like the last thing, she slams the box down on hope. And it's like, hope is really needing to be the fucking ember in our hearts right now because it's hard to know what to hope for, but that's our minds trying to figure it out. To know that, you know, ultimately, I guess we're, we've, are I mean, and like I've said, I hope I'm not lullabying myself with fucking esoteric new age nursery rhymes or whatever, but it's like, I think I signed up to be here. I think I have a purpose, many, many purposes possibly, but like, it's not just about who said life was, you know, and this gets tricky, like life is suffering in a Buddhist sense. So it's like you can't escape it, but you can deal with it differently than trying to expect, you know, the easy button all the time. And Babylonian fucking, uh, you know, coke lines and hookers or whatever the fuck America's dream has become in the past hundred years or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like we're being led by so many senses and so many weird things that aren't bad. This, this is where the paradox of it all comes. It's like, but did we ask to be here? Like the flesh is a beautiful thing. And this gets into into some of the fundamental dilemmas of like, do I need to escape this bitch and like, you know, kind of go within like you're saying, or do I need to engage this fully with a heart held high, both and, how does it look? I'm rambling. I'll start looking more into like, um, you know, escape pod methodologies probably, I mean, it's January now. I imagine once it starts thawing out, like March, maybe even the spring equinox kind of thing. I just don't know what to think about it all right now. And obviously even with inauguration tomorrow I'm like I don't know what's happening. Like you know, I my fiance and Raphael I think are much more pro Trump is a weird way to put it, but like not thinking that Biden will get it, all this kind of stuff. And I'm just sitting here being like, I don't know, y'all, like it but seems can... like there's some fucking uh <laughs> momentum going a certain way and I don't I mean unless but we can you know, this is using the head. Like we can't ever expect every chess piece. Or whatever like weird shit happens ai whatever you know something else happens as much weird bad control high weirdness is going on on the one polarity one has to think there's workers of you know workers of iniquity and workers of salvation equally kind of doing their shit in this kind of game here
2: well i'll say just the... oh, go ahead Raphael, come on in
1: oh well i just basically wanted to say let's uh, get into all of that and uh, let's just play some music for a break for minutes and then uh, come back come back cool welcome back to team rabbit Hole 205 with sj so we have been talking about all the chess pieces that cannot possibly be calculated i would uh, re-emphasize just what you said jim and i would also as always we have to understand especially now especially now there is heavy propaganda from all kinds of sides in a sense and uh, There's also some really good reporting happening. And what's always, I think, a great issue, especially when we when you said, oh, it looks like it's going a certain way, there's a momentum. And I'm always like, sure, there's also astrological, you know, constellations, there may be even like consensus movements or themes to be resolved. However, how that plays out exactly is never prescribed, is always up to us. And especially if it is made to look as if, you know, there is a certain energy going in a direction especially now if we understand basically that facebook twitter and so on all these whatever entities are essentially controlled by very few then i can't talk about a movement i can only see that okay there is a new uh, control structure move being made but that doesn't say anything about a real consensus of a population and i think it's really important to differentiate between that because most people have completely lost touch between the difference of what is public opinion and what is publicized opinion and especially now when a sitting u.s president can virtually be banned from all major social media platforms well i would say we've got an issue right here cool
0: Cool track by the way uh and You guys can keep just talking. I was uh, just messaging my fiance and I was like, it's going over a little, you know, it's we're going to go probably over in the next seven minutes. Um, But I've been listening mostly because this is helpful in a lot of ways, but I think you guys can hear, I mean, I'm going to struggle with Raphael too, uh, indecision at some level, but I think the commitment ultimately you just have to sell. I mean, at some level I've read this in the GKs at some point, it's like just, you know, this is tricky because I, it, it sounds potentially dangerous but it's you have to basically look at life and be like i give in to life and do the worst and best with me like i you know this is all happening through me and it's okay and having expectations because we tell ourselves like you said propaganda everyone's gonna have a two-car garage and sit martinis on the beach or whatever it's like maybe that was a false bad dream and maybe that's okay for some people to live like that is their city if you want to put that like like that's their nirvana or something um but not everybody is that and we've been programmed when haven't we been programmed? Uh, even DNA is programming us. But um, we've been manipulated in a certain perspectival way to expect and desire certain things. And that's why we're willing to go to war for oil. That's why we're willing to kick people out for not you know, being a part of the system that we want to keep moving forward in a certain direction. I'm speaking generally now, like nations do this. Um, yeah, I am I guess I'm prepared. One of the things in the Echo, was like saying many statements. I can look for it really quick. Um, it was saying many statements about, like, always be prepared for anything to happen. Know that any synchronicities that are happening are kind of like us doing it. And if you submit to that, uh, like you're a part of it. It kind of sounds like a weird, you know, Orwellian psyop at a new age level in a weird way, in its own way. Okay, I'll just read these really quick. Um, and this is a Snor's book, uh, Death of the Sweat Cluster, I think, but I can't even read this font. It shows a very rat. Yeah, Death, Sweat of the Cluster is what it's called. Very good book. Highly suggested. $17. Amazon. Buy it. It's dope. He's been on the podcast. Y'all check it out. Um, Snor, you know SJ. Uh, him. Uh, You've talked to him, I think. He's a really good mind. I know
2: Snor sort of well. We've had many conversations, and yeah, um, he and I have... Some points of disagreement, but uh, I love well, him. He's, a, he's an awesome dude, and yeah, we. The big thing is just that he's, I think, less. He, he's more of the McKenna camp that nothing is controlled, and I'm more in kind of a maybe that there is an archonic control structure that's pretty obvious, and I don't see how you can't acknowledge that. But that's our basic point of contention.
0: I'd still love to have a government where you guys are like fucking heads of state straight up. Like it's like that in my mind. I'm like, you guys are dope. <laughs> so um anyway, it's I'm just gonna read a little talking about um the idea though advanced uh the idea though that advanced entities use coincidence or synchronicity in order to communicate with the and control ultimately humanity is not limited to sublime paranoids like Donward, uh, this guy who was talking about earlier, the science John, scientist John C. Lilly also held that an institution called the Earth Coincidence Control Office, ECCO, or Echo the Dolphin, um, which ultimately takes its orders from the Cosmic Control Center, CCC, via galactic and solar subcenters. I mean, this gets into like kind of hierarchies, you know holographic hierarchies kind of in a way is a non or transhuman collective that is fully enabled to generate and control the coincidences of individuals on earth lily conveyed the following message from echo so this is i don't know channel but john c lily is this guy who did a lot of lsd and fucked with dolphins and all sorts of cool shit but anyway um and this is funny because this sounds kind of archonic in tone if you put it that way but it also can seem you know like Almost like, you know, give me your poor and if you submit to these rules, America's great. But once again, submission, control, obedience, all these things, uh, which are necessary anyway because as free as we might think we are, like, you know, we need food. We need, you know, our DNA wants to propagate all these things. Uh, We're not as free as we'd like to think. And the show Dark has made me not a fatalist, but I'm like, I do not know how much wiggle room we actually have and some of these kind of notions of like, you know, American and French revolutions and shit – um, were necessary and good as experimentations in consciousness exploring certain domains, but i 'm like i'm not you know i don't think you know anybody can just do anything necessarily um it's tricky anyway, this says to all humans, if you wish to control coincidences in your own life i e synchronicities right on those on the planet earth, we will cooperate and determine those coincidences for you under the following conditions and there 's seven of these. 1. You must know, slash, assume, slash, simulate our existence in Echo. 2. You must be willing to accept a responsibility for control of your coincidences. 3. You must exert your best capabilities for your survival programs and your own development as an advancing, slash, advanced member of Echo's Earthside Corps of Controlled Coincidence Workers. You are expected to use your best intelligence in this service. 4. You are expected to expect the unexpected every minute, every hour of every day, and every night. Five, you must be able to maintain conscious slash thinking slash reasoning, no matter what events we arrange to happen to you. Some of these events will seem cataclysmic slash catastrophic slash overwhelming. Remember, stay aware no matter what happens or is apparently happening to you. You are in our tr- six you are in our training program for life. there is no escape from it we not you control the long-term coincidences you not we control the short-term coincidences by your own efforts so that's the wiggle room i was going to talk about it's like yeah but the long game is not ours to decide it seems uh seven your mission on earth is to discover slash create that which we do not control uh oh sorry your mission on earth is to discover slash create that which we do to control the long-term coincidence patterns you are being trained on earth to do this job Eight, when your mission on planet Earth is completed, you will no longer be required to remain slash return there. Nine, remember the motto passed to us from GCC via SSCU, which I guess is the Galactic Control Center or whatever, and I'm not sure what SSCU is. And it says, quote, Cosmic Love, it, both capitalized, Cosmic Love is absolutely ruthless, capital R, and highly indifferent. It teaches its lessons whether you like or dislike them or not. <laughs> and, you know, he's saying, ignoring the abrasive cosmogenic, uh, cosmogonic bureaucraties of the whole dispatch, the final motto is particularly ominous. Not only conspiratory, conspiracy absolutists like Downard and David Ike should be alarmed by it, the motto amounts to saying we will make you experience synchronicity, positive and or negative, in order to usher you into quote, cosmic love, regardless of your feelings in the matter. At the same time, though, it is obvious that Lily concluded that this was absolutely necessary for the good of humanity. Sometimes love is tough. Uh, thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think he mis- he misreads Ike. I mean, this is the kind of thing that Snor is. You know, if you listen to Ike, he's all about the exactly those steps in the process and the cosmic love and the kind of choosing the one. I mean, it's very much a spiritual message of hope. But I love that man. It, I feel like that's what I was talking about earlier about how that's our task: is to interface with the synchronicity. If you want, to, I, I don't remember the exact nouns that you just read, but I mean, we have to get step into our power, connect to the kind of cosmic you know, the, the, uh, the, the underside of the matrix, and that's the only task. And, and I like what Raphael said, Raphael said at the end of the last uh, s- uh, segment about um, if you kind of just dance or flow with the energy, you know, you're gonna be led no matter where you are. And that's kind of what I heard and what you just read and what I think Ike advocates and what a lot of people advocate, it's like turn up the matrix and get into that flow state with your power, your spiritual power. And, you know, everything's going to be fine. Um, so anyhow, yeah, I love that, man.
0: What's weird to me, that little quote was very kind of Abrahamic in a sense, where it's like, submit to the Lord. It does you know, this is for your own good. But because we've and I'm not getting into Luciferian rebellionism or whatever, rebellionism isn't even a word, rebelliousness. Um, but it seems that we've, like I've been saying, and I'm not against freedom. I'm very Uranian in energy, seventh house, Jupiter, um, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, I think we've probably told ourselves stories that overextended possibly – it's all good ultimately, but it's like we've kind of, you know, rubble without a cause kind of thing. Like we became nihilistic and self-centered and just said – Well, you know, like America's a good example because I've been watching um, this show on Dark and it seems that people – I mean I don't want to generalize. I'm sure there's obese Germans, but it's like it seems the Germans have a culture. that are like, hey, keep your machine in shape and eat right There now. are, there are. Yeah, so it's like – uh yeah, I'm sure there are. Um, but it seems like they're more the cultural value was probably one more of like no, you can't eat as many Twinkies as you want. Whereas in America it's like, fuck you, I'm having munchy food, I'm gonna eat all the Twinkies I want. God bless America. You know, it's like that kind of rebelliousness at the price of wisdom almost. Um, there's there's limits to freedom. Like freedom past the point, like, strains things, you know. Uh maybe I'm not right on that, but It seems like that echo statement was kind of like, look, there's rules of the game, and if you just go with these patterns, it will hurt you a lot less, and you're going to be forced to go with these patterns, like it or not. You might as well agree to them, which then turns into very much, you know, this sounds very much like banks or corporations or governments or religion or anything, you know? So it's almost like a hierarchy of that stuff. Um, I'm not sure how to feel about it because sometimes I'm like, you know in the christian sense it's like we're sheep we don't know fucking what's going on not that we're ignorant fully but like you know in a buddhist sense we're pretty fucking ignorant and we get caught up into dramas perpetuated by parts of ourselves that aren't thinking in completeness like our egos get attached to our story and then we do crazy shit you know lady macbeth stuff to make our stories as comfortable for ourselves as possible without others Interests involved typically that's been the issue, you know. Scrooge McDuck stuff being like, I want all the shekels, fuck Tiny Tim. He has a heartwarming moment where Namaste, oh my god, Tiny Tim, you're so beautiful, I love you, and I'm gonna open my heart now. Good, the Grinch can change, but uh, it seems that the cultures we've been having for a long time, I mean, the the pendulum swings, we had very rigid structures, you know, in the early 20th century, and then the beats and the hippies kind of countercultured that, but then that freedom was taken for granted it seems and pushed to the nth degree where now it's like normal to eat acid and serve the internet which i'm not even hating against but it's like that's some alien shit compared to what people were used to before and maybe once you start getting past a point that's when you start having wachowskis changing gender for who knows why you know is uh, like it, this gets tricky really quick it's all good i guess but it seems we pushed freedom to the point where it's like disintegrating Our reason or our our heart or something like that I'm not even sure how to put it and maybe there's certain forces that are causing us to have to (sighs) homogenize in a new way I don't even know if I'm making any sense but based off of what I just kind of read it's it's like I'm not even sure if I believe in that because part of me is like oh that's dope but that sounds like very Abrahamic in a non-Abrahamic way if that makes sense it's like just trust and obey (laughs) you know or whatever it's like oh god that's religion in a new cast system uh, and casting a light anyway i'm rambling you guys can talk about whatever
1: that's yes, right.
2: yeah i mean i could i mean i've always got the thoughts here i mean that i mean listen i i i just believe in the, the freedom of the human soul to you know and, and i don't see i would argue if people are you're calling too much freedom, Jim. I would say that those people aren't free, they're addicted. And they're locked into the bread and circuses, probably, you know. Uh, exactly. Uh, like they don't actually. Have, we
0: haven't had freedom in America for a long fucking time, probably. But We'd like never, we uh, equated to feeder him was like, oh, I can go see new movies by George Lucas. Oh, I can go buy a Bitcoin or whatever. It's like that's freedom within a fucking cattle, you know, pen or whatever. It's like you can go to the Salt Lake or you can go to the fucking water hole. Uh, these aren't this isn't real freedom did it ever exist ever was that an ideal that you know i mean i there's maybe some pioneers like you know back in the day who went and fur trapped and you know did crazy wild man things but it's like even they were like dependent upon the elements dependent upon indian you know native american relations and like you know were the black hawks going to scalp them because he's invading by accident you know all this kind of shit i don't even know i'm i'm not against freedom i'm very for it but i'm wondering if we've missed define the term or misattach things to the term. I we are addicted clearly in a Buddhist sense to everything, but Raphael would kind of contend like I mean if we're in, we're addicted these aren't addictions, these are like like good things just don't distort them. I mean, I've always found that Raphael's positions more like because the Buddhist thing is more gnostic where it's like get out of the fucking prison, whereas Hinduism's more like this prison's as good as it gets and that's all there is, enjoy it. And I'm and like I'm caught kind of between the two looking and I'm like I see the logic of both. This is crazy. Well, what about uh, just enjoy it while you're there? (laughs) Right, but then that's like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Am I just like taking the pills and enjoying the fucking bedding when I could be jumping out the window and actually being, quote, free? Have I lobotomized myself with the internet and too much information? Because who knows how much our neurological systems can even handle. Like if you do too much fucking info, Hal disintegrates, you know? Hal's like, daisy, daisy. Like it's. I mean, that's different because they're removing memory, but it's like, it feels like we're being pushed as a species to the point of schizophrenia and mass. People don't know how to cope. That's why Netflix and drugs and alcohol and fucking, you know, Albania or what? Like People, and I'm not even saying that's an escape in a bad sense, but it's like no one knows what to do with the vice that's kind of crunching down. So some, so then I'm like caught between this paradigm and it's really much of like a, you know, of dizzyingly flipping back and forth paradigm it's like this is all good i asked to be here the vice is my this is my vice i asked i'm the vice you know all this kind of unity consciousness stuff and then back to the other thing It's like this really hurts i I think i learned my lesson what's the next stage i want out of this vice i want to do anything like you know that kind of dualism where it's like i want the oppressor to not oppress me that kind of stuff
2: Got to turn off the. See, this is what I was the, the body autonomy part that I was getting at earlier. And we're almost at a point where even if there's no injection, the way that the phone and the internet is so addictive, like I was saying earlier, I mean, you can read all this. This isn't me making it up. I mean, they use AI to find out how to like code, what videos to show you, what news to show you. I mean, the whole layout Of the phone uh, operation the phone interface is designed to capture you and to keep you with it and that directly affects your nervous system and your um, you know your sentient the sentience of your selfhood is directly kind of tied in already to the phone they've entered our bodies and more than they ever have even without an injection and I think that that's so to me that's where the solutions began begin is that at some point in the day we have to turn it off even if it's 20 minutes of meditation or going for a walk without the phone you know we have to begin to turn it off and modulate uh, our nervous systems without giving this very powerful technology access to it so that's really all i would say jim that's a big essential component in my view to retaining the human spirit keeping the intuition alive and knowing what to do and when to do it to go to Albania or stay you know you know the freedom in Albania to choose that for yourself or to abandon no, I'm just kind just kidding. well, you I'm wondering guys. where
0: the line gets drawn because like in a McLuhan sense, technology as literacy and this the written word and all that stuff that's been shaping our consciousness and and limiting our human spirit in one way and then expanding it in another. It's so tricky, do you see what I mean it's like we're we are being we've been led down a certain evolutionary paradigm where it's the, the hallways getting tighter and tighter forever. Kind of like, you know, Charlie and the chocolate factory, which was filmed in Munich, by the way. Um, he's like looking at this Slugworth and all this factory. He's like, that's really oppressive. He gets inside. Oh, it's pretty cool. Oh my God. There's like this world imagination. Oh my God. All this crazy stuff, but it's still within a building. Uh, it's like, it's like a virtual reality if you want to put it that way. Um, so it's like Charlie or, you know, Willy Wonka's fucking is Dope in a way but it's also not free at all in a way you see what i mean so it's this paradox of like we have the best world we could have created given like literacy and technology and reason and all this stuff and at the same time we've lost elements of ourselves it seems but is that necessary is kind of what i'm always wondering it's like is this like the river goes this way why you know why fight it kind of thing
2: I just want to say, I mean, this is the thing, like the spiritual practices, um, I don't think those are the same. The experience of being, beingness, that's that's you, you, you know, you might have thoughts, but that just flow. You might be using words that were invented 50 years ago, but those are just going in and out same as it was 10,000 years ago for those humans. They might not have had language in the same way, but they had the brain and the thoughts. The Buddhists have a name for it. I, I don't know what that noun is. I forgot, but of the thought forms, it's one of the senses actually. And so I, I think that's, that's what I'm saying here is the the experience of being, and practices that bring you into the experience of being are essential. Um, And we, no matter if it's the written word or if it's the, you know, AI dancing robots and the internet, we can still access and carve out time during the day to experience our being. And for me, that's the line of the sand, you know, is if that gets taken away, and I've actually had this exact conversation with Snor where this was the line in the sand I drew was that, was that if, you know, can we still experience the being? I don't think I use that exact term, but that's where we, you know, that's for me. I mean, let's say, let's just posit this. All right. There, there, it's, there's an MNRA technology that gets regularized. Like every six months you have to get a new one or whatever. And people have already said, I mean, the quote from Elon Musk is that MRA can make you into whatever you want. It can make you anything that technology And so what if at a certain point, you know, someone gets a hold of that technology, it becomes regularized through propaganda and economic shocks, et cetera. And then people are getting turned into that experience of being is eliminated or diminished significantly. And it doesn't have to be just the MRA technology. I mean, this could be, you know, so anyhow, this is my line in the sand, uh, Jim. And I don't think it's that much different. My guess, as it was before writing was invented, I mean, you still were talking before writing. You still you had words in human language. I don't know if the you know the theory is that we just were not communicating. We would have always been using some language.
0: You know, well, it seemed we, like it was, man versus nature, man versus man. That was kind of the thing. Now it's like man versus technology man versus bureaucracy like it's like the like some, on the one hand I guess same as it ever was but on the other hand it seems like certain elements are a part of the dream now that maybe are very new uh, at least to our experience I mean I guess you know Bashar is like oh AI is a thing out here blah 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 so it gets tricky but um, it, what you're talking about reminds me of I think it's in 1984 which I haven't read since like high school but it's like he's all you know in the system doing all this shit kind of having to be paranoid and all this stuff and then he goes out and like makes love in the bushes with some chick or whatever and that would be a kind of a palpable tapping into being like it's like they can't take this away from me i could still love or whatever back-click, back-click. um it was very carnal in that sense as opposed to like ohm or whatever but um yeah and it just gets tricky i i don't know my now that's i exactly, I'm
2: that's a great example jim quickly just to say i mean the love making and i think i've talked about this on the show before too that's something that is just so primal it's so uh embedded and it's an experience that transcends language and the technology and i mean but that would be a, a line around that we have to this is the wilhelm reich thing we have to protect this you know the, the technology of humanity the immortal spirit that i've been talking about love making is actually a way to accelerate that and and kind of you don't need it necessarily, but it's another part of this technology that's so special that we have to protect it, in my view, the body autonomy. And um, yeah, Orwell, that's a wonderful part of 1984. There's a similar theme echoed in Brave New World, right? There's a community outside of the. Of the dystopia, I haven't read
0: that somehow. Don't ask.
2: And they're natural. They have Shakespeare. They read Shakespeare. They're like, they have beards and they smell, you know, whereas the other world, it's completely medic medicated and regularized. So, you know, there's this theme of, yeah, this experience of pure being that um, must be protected at all costs. And that's where I draw a line of the same. That's why the body autonomy thing, I mean, I'm not taking an injection.
0: Period. You're going to be a mountain man before that shit happens. An Albanian mountain man. I'll do whatever I have to do, man. I'm not getting that shot. But I think that's admirable. I mean, in a sense, in, in Raphael, I guess you'd say it's preferences, right? And permission slips. So some people are permitting themselves to not to lose their spark or dull it i don't know if we can and if we're in a hologram like it's arbitrary that we're even talking about these things because it's like none of it matters anyway right or whatever but like it seems like you're kind of like i don't want to lose my access to the mario star (laughs) you know some levels have less less stars and i want that fucking thing um yeah it's it's only tricky because i'm overthinking it maybe that's what this fucking podcast is me like catharting out loud but uh it seems that all is well, but we have made choices pre-incarnationally now, and they have a purpose now. I'm not sure how it works, but we have preferences, and it seems um, clearly that, uh, Esther, you've got very specific preferences and permission slips. I'm not sure what mine are yet, and I don't want to get to a point where I'm like, well, I don't want to be in Auschwitz, but I'm stuck or whatever.
2: Well, I think it's good to think about, everybody. I mean, what, like, first learn about what mRNA is, just read about it. You know, and, and then read about the companies that are offering them, read about their history and their and 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 I think people should think about this stuff deeply. Read the pro articles, the con articles, and then make a an informed choice about do you want to risk it? Do you want to risk it? And, um, you know, if you do. I don't. I'm not gonna. I still love you. You know. Godspeed
0: into that new world. I guess. And if
2: you don't, then yeah, I understand because I've read it, and my research has led me to not just not want to be a part of that right now. Um, So, you know, it's yeah. I mean, I, I don't think anybody can be faulted for not wanting to participate when you do the research and you can see the risks, but. And that, this doesn't have to be about that inoculation technology, I and mean, that's just one example. My point is just body, body autonomy in general so that you can still experience beingness through like, something like meditation. You can sit and breathe and, and, and be in touch with your, you know, like I said, the state of beingness, the battery I've been talking about. You can feel that battery pulsing with your awareness, and it just can, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Only in Albania, though. No, I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, it's weird because there's a Rush lyric uh, that's like if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. And I still I feel like that. Like it's like left, right, or center, or you know, no, no choice. It's like nicht is still an option, right? And I'm like I'm sitting on this fence, and maybe that's what I've got to be doing personally right now because I just don't feel confident to make a decision. I've made so many gone you know trigger happy decisions in my life that i'm kind of i mean my mid heavens and taurus my north node venus i'm starting to kick you know 35 now so i'm starting to kick into this era of like stability values all this kind of stuff a little more than just like yeah give me any drug i'll fuck anything or you know that kind of stuff um not that that was really a problem but um i'm well, you're hoping coming up on your nodal
2: uh so, your nodal return
0: yeah i know yeah. uh i, I forgot the... what the grid is i'm not looking at it but um it's like, pretty big here
2: return very powerful note to return man so
0: that's exciting for you I guess learn uh, Albanian huh no I'm kidding (laughs) Um, (laughs) but the thing is this is what this and Raphael does a good job of like soothsaying with this and I'm not sure if I've ever fully believed it but I'm like I guess that's better than being critical and afraid and nihilistic and you know cynical where it's just like these are the adventures we're asking to be on this is what the rapids look like for our Lewis and Clark generation we're not looking you know we're not going through fucking wilderness Areas and having to deal with grizzly bears, we're having to deal with fucking CEOs and algorithmic programming from our, uh, you know, digital, uh, you know, ex- extensions or whatever these McLuhan kind of tools in our hands are. Because in a Marshall McLuhan way, this seems inevitable. Like these tools were going to happen. So I don't, I don't even think they're bad. We just, it seems we went into it very ignorantly. Um, kind of like if you know, shoes are cool, but we've been like Chinese. Foot bound for a long time now, or whatever. It's like, oh, that's not how to do shoes exactly. Only, like, we can have Nikes too, or you know, whatever. So, um anyway, Rafael, you've been quiet. Any thoughts? And then I want to kind of get it into maybe some of the astrology as you're seeing it. If you wanted to, SJ, and then we can cut you loose if you'd like.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. I'm just, yeah, I'm kind of fading a little bit, but yeah, I can stay on for a little while, and we can talk for five, five, ten yeah. minutes. Yeah. Front yeah. Go ahead, Rafael. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Oh, there's nothing in particular I would respond unless Jimmy have a particular question or something you'd like me to answer to or ask. To.
0: I guess the weird thing, and I'm starting to realize that maybe it's a midlife epiphany, is like one size does not fit all. Everybody's got to kind of go and find their grow quest. It's like you know Richard Rudd talks about the cities and the jinkies. keys. Is it like you know somebody's city might be like you know be very I and go into a cave and say ohm, and that works for them. And it's cool that they advertise it and make it available to people who could stumble upon it, but it might not work for 99 out of 100 monkeys. Maybe it tr- triggers one or Christianity or psychedelics or whatever. And it's very interesting to me because I want to have compassion, I guess, for Musks and Kurzweil's and stuff like that where I'm like, they're – trying the best they can with what they know i guess and maybe this is the i mean rough, I would say they're living their highest excitement i'm not really sure i try to i'm trying to it's very rare it's like you know one of a very you know like in a film like a one of a, a very few frames kind of like fight club is flickering with this unity thing where i'm like oh it's okay but the, but most of the film for my movie right now is very dualistic um and you know that's problematic at a level because it turns it seems like inherent in the nature of things duality but it's really as dark kind of gets into it's really trinary um you know you have up down and then the perspective that is looking at those things or whatever um what is up compared to nothing or you know what i mean so um i guess it's just a weird time and we've asked for it but kind of like that echo thing was saying it's like expect the unexpected every moment which kind of is hard on the nervous system but that's what kind of meditation and other things are for which is like being open kind of like the logic of a dream as been kind of like this is unfolding well, with the logic it's not the hard if you don't overthink it i'd say <laughs> i am guilty of that so add fuel to my overthinking fire sj what are uh some of these transits? I like you said uh jupiter and saturn are in aquarius now uh mars is in taurus i haven't even looked at uh, we're almost out of capricorn season we're kicking into aquarius season tomorrow
2: yeah, yeah it's just happening actually it might be now it already happened yeah, the, the, sun nice. yeah the, the sun ingressed so we're here in aquarius season yeah this is the big thing this year Um, And I'll just quickly say a couple of trends, it's just for your audience out there, they may be interested, but February 11th, there's a new moon in Aquarius, six of the seven traditional planets are there. It's the most Aquarian-heavy energy that we've had since 1962, February, where all seven traditional planets were in Aquarius, and it was a solar eclipse, Um, At that time, Kennedy Kennedy was president. John Glenn went and orbited, I think, around the earth a few times. That was the big news in February. Dylan released his first album. So I think we're going to have, I mean, my read on this trend that it's kind of the climax of this really heavy Aquarian lockdown energy. I think that it'll be post-inauguration. And so I'm looking for... Biden to come in and kind of do his version of, like, lockdowns. There's, of course, virus mutations that are being talked about now. So I think that that's what we're looking for. It's the height of respiratory illness season. Heavy Saturn, heavy Saturn energy with new rules, really. Aquarius is the new system that gets installed, right? Kennedy's assassinated uh, LBJ comes in with a new group to install new rules. Reichstag fire happened, Saturn and Aquarius, the new system comes in in Germany. Um, RF, uh, FDR, same. He came in, Saturn and Aquarius installed a bunch of new reforms. So we're going to get that energy this year, heavy duty newness. And they're already talking about Biden's first a hundred days. That's when he can do the most. That's when he'll be the most powerful. So look for the first, you know, uh, January, February, March, into April with the Biden uh, regime and what that's going to do in terms of big policy change. So that's the one story. Um, And then other than that, just a little bit of hope, Um, you know, Jupiter does uh, enter Pisces for three months uh, in the summer. And this will be uh, around the time when openings will probably be happening. So maybe there will be you know you can travel with your digital passport with your IBM digital passport. Um, but I think there will be some optimism, some and, and some openings uh, into May, June, and July. Then we have Jupiter retrograding back into Aquarius, and so maybe we're still going to have we're still figuring it out in 2021. Um, but I do think that this first part of the year is going to be pretty intense. And I, I see it as kind of the bottom of the whole of this event we've just gone through. We're kind of descending still into the bottom. So one other thing I'll say, uh, I think it's April, 2022, Jupiter will be with Pisces conjoined with, a, with Venus there, in, um, in Pisces. So the exaltation ruler of Pisces, Venus And then the two, the two rulers, the modern ruler Neptune and the traditional ruler Jupiter will all be in Pisces in, I think it's April, 2022. And that is when, um, I think the real turn will happen. The machine elves break
0: through. Well,
2: just when, whatever this is going to be starts to rise from there. And there's a French astrologer, Andre Barbeau, who predicted the pandemic. And he's got a whole system, very simple system, a cyclic index where he just measures the distance between outer planets. But his his index begins to rise at the end of this year. It bottoms out at the end of the year and starts rising. And so that's just, I think, the energetic here is that we're sort of descending into this unknown uncertainty, this Aquarian lockdown energy, the new rules, But by the end of this year, we start rising. Barbeau's index has the best astrology of the millennia of the century. Pardon me. At the second half of this decade is the best astrology of the century. He calls it the new world paradise or something is is, will be born and fully operating uh, by 2026. So, you know, hang on there, everybody. The message is hang on, because I think that this is about to get quite good. And let's just go with a scenario where some of these control structures fail. Saturn leaves Aquarius, Saturn moves into Aries where it's weak. And basically we can maximize the technology for its efficiency, for maybe the blockchain stuff that Raphael was mentioning, but that at the same time, we don't have uh, as much of the control structure body autonomy is maintained and we can then travel and i mean think about when this when we're able to like party together where do you want to go a visa go to a phone party and just i mean we're all there rocking doing a team rabbit hole we can have like a live stream you know i mean so that I was I'm about the plan good. before the
0: lockdown dude i had a ticket to vienna i was gonna hang out with people travel everywhere and just do psychedelics and stuff but now i'm engaged and lockdown and everything's kind of shifted so i'm like i don't know what I want. Like a phone party in Ibiza doesn't sound like what I want anymore. <laughs> I'm more like I'm just, that was a eat joke, some yeah. cantaloupe <laughs> in the Alps or whatever the fuck. But um Meditation anyway, Yoga.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, but I don't want to be all like dumb woo. I don't want to, you know, like let's have a little fun. We do have you know, adrenaline and serotonin for a reason. Um is there any kind of thoughts on I'm trying to think, I was we just had Christopher with Techie on the other day. Um and he was talking about some stuff recently. Uh, I'm trying. To, I'm spacing on what it was specifically, but kind of talking about. Damn it! Now I'm forgetting what you're saying. Astrological. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess there's a. You were saying for the next two or three years, something about Mars, but I'm forgetting what now.
2: Yeah, I could tell you all about, I mean, the Mars story right now, Mars is retrograde for seven months in Aries last year, and Mars just entered Taurus at the beginning of January, which is a big deal. Mars will conjoin Uranus, It's they're actually in the same degree, so they're partile conjoined as we speak. And a lot of astrologers are you know concerned about the Mars-Uranus explosive effect. Mars is the only traditional planet that will not be in Aquarius during that uh, new moon in February, so Mars squares This other six planets and so you have a heavy fixed energy will be kind of in conflict with itself in february it's part of why i was saying we're kind of descending because that mars and taurus is the resistance is the the uh, reopenings in italy Right, people are not going along with this.
0: Just the like, like the guy in the set with the fucking bull hat is like when Mars yeah. went into Taurus, that was happening. That was in kind of, like yeah, the
2: twenty ninth degree in the uh, anoretic degree in Aries, and then once Mars shifted over, Mars lost a lot of strength, and all those guys were arrested and everything. But yeah, it was a cool symbol to see um so you know mars that's the mars story um mars is kind of now moving forward mars will conjoin the sun in libra in october so that's an interesting place for mars to begin the new phase that so that's that sun conjunction it will begin a synodic cycle both the sun and mars are very weak in libra so you know um the other big story, I mean, there's, it's on and on. I could talk about the big story just this week and people can go to my YouTube channel, SJ Anderson 144 on YouTube. I break it down every week. I have a weekly video it comes out on Sunday. So you can look on so in, that in a lot of detail. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but this week, you know, we just had this lovely Aries moon. It's going to get rough this week. We have the inauguration and the moon will come into Taurus and the moon's going to get thrashed by Mars and Saturn right after that inauguration hits So I'm thinking that there could be difficulty. I mean, I'm not saying that there's going to be some kind of big event or something, but maybe it's just, you know, it's going to set in Biden's here, guys, we're in the age of Biden. And that's going to be its own kind of nut to crack. And it's going to pose its own problems and its own difficulties. They're looking at legislation to go after domestic terrorists which a
1: lot of
0: um left left still demon trumpers basically though
1: i guess i'll ask you guys because you're the americans but just honestly we're just watching this from afar and i mean i've been to the u.s just before the second to last election so this was in 2015 even when trump wasn't really on the stage yet i think i even just heard about him oh there's this crazy guy but anyways given the understanding that you still have let's say, at least 70-plus million that voted for Trump and, um, how should I say, also somewhat polarized opinions. Do you really see, I mean, we've seen like how much, let's say, Obama appointees, in a sense, can quote-unquote cockblock a Trump presidency. I'm just really wondering whether it's military or anything, just in terms of popular support. Uh, how does this guy want to run anything i can't imagine it can you see what i'm saying like both ideologically and in terms of loyalty and in terms of even just looking at the guy i mean last time we had someone like this was uh george bush the younger where i was looking at him from afar not knowing anything and i'm like this guy doesn't seem like the smartest berry on the bush or however you call it and I mean, what is this? Is This is a farce, you know,
0: obviously. I'll just say really quickly that two things that are, I don't know where this all goes, but Biden has, I think, has a 12th house um, Scorpio sun. <laughs> and I think America's entering its Pluto return soon, if not already. Um, I don't think it's happened yet, but I think it's like in 2022 or something like that, 23, um, exactly conjunct. Based off of some people's stuff that I was listening to, I'm not even sure if that's true. But the point is, I think this is the death of America as it's been for a certain time, which is sometimes good and sometimes bad. I don't, I don't really know what to expect. I don't like Biden, but I don't. I mean, it gets tricky. Like I mean, I've seen people be like, "Look, his ears are different. He's a clone." So I'm like, "Oh, like I don't, I don't." Really no, know what to but the stuff real stuff issue anymore. is with
1: him. I mean, unless someone is an SJ, I'd love your opinion. You're but about like unless power, s- he doesn't have the power, someone of people is, behind is. him. Yeah, well, that and uh, whatever they tried and maybe partly can pin on Trump or whatever bad deeds he had may have done or whatever or bad statements. If you just look at Biden and his family, from what I understand, even historically, some even claim it's like the most corrupt that they know of. And you don't have to go very far to find that information. And And then I'm like, it's so overwhelming, just like with the election. Uh, at least that you would how should i say call the validity into question and if you're the commander in chief and let's say even your claim to the throne or whatever is called into question so greatly i don't see that as a stable power base in any sense whatsoever whether about bureaucracy or anything nor about the population at large or the military who you know ideally, probably would either have to vaccinate everyone or put them in FEMA camps or go fight somewhere. Can you see what I'm saying? So SJ, I'd love your take on that. If you can catch my drift.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I got you. I got the drift, some drifting here of some of this stuff. I mean, listen, I, I'm on the camp, guys, that presidents are selected. Okay. So and they're working together. I don't see I see an unbroken chain between every president we've had, including Trump. I don't, I don't know. He's no different same owners of America. It's what George Carlin said. They own you. You're, you're owned. And it's the same owners, cont- a continuous unbroken chain. The reason why Trump was selected was because the Great Reset, in order to make the Great Reset uh, more palpable and more effective, you have to have a change agent that can sort of tear everything down. And they just hired Trump to do that job. So you can see now, just as Biden's coming in, There's the most dramatic kind of climax to the Trump narrative, which is now you have white Al-Qaeda. It's the target. So the security state that's been being built
1: and justified,
0: I guess, in that sense. Yeah, it's just it's come to its natural. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying.
1: That's a complete farce. That's the storyline. I completely agree with you. Although I would say at least it would have to be investigated to what extent Trump may have been hired by whom and to what extent just his policy and his effect, you know, on the larger level of order may be used for all kinds of things, just with any energy, you know, you can redirect it and it can serve in a sense a different purpose. Um, it's, yeah, it's,
2: I, I mean, for me, it's just it, it, what I mean by higher. I mean the power structure of America, the selectors, and the whole thing about the election. They're all they're all fake elections. My whole life, I can point back. I mean, two thousand and four. Well, 2000's thousand's obvious. Two thousand and four, diebold voting machines in Ohio, and two thousand and eight. Right. This is
1: in the alternative. We have the receipts. We have the programmers saying but you can just has punch it, it up. Ever been so? so obvious as now, that's what I've kind of was surprised by. And maybe also your take, or maybe I mentioned this last year already, but the great opportunity I see again to put a positive spin is that it has never been so obvious that number one, your, your quote unquote, government or bureaucracy or control structure doesn't really care about your health, even though they pretend they do. And number two, they don't even care about your vote, which in theory would be the entirety of the legitimacy that they always claim claim they got voted in by the people
0: right democracy is kind of dead (laughs) but they're
2: but they're going to use that so my point is that that the reason why they're letting that narrative um be unleashed so clearly see it's managed it's not my position is not the mainstream position, which is that it's all phony and all Maybe, the elections let, are Let's just
1: very simply, uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, yeah. I'm kind of asking with all the craziness that happened, no matter whether one would then agree with Trump or not or whatever, but right. if you just look at, you know, the it's difficult even to mention anything that would be not contentious depending on one's potentially polarized political views. But uh, what I just want to point out is that these issues it seems to me have never been so blatantly obvious to so many people and that's why i kind of see a shift and really a, a turning up last year that i've never seen to that extent before and it's not done yet and doesn't mean it's just gonna be you know butterflies from now on but i really see that we have in a sense, taken great strides just in breaking this basic trust because I'm all with you. I would never believe in any votes. I didn't count myself. And even then you have the propaganda in front and the media and all of that, which is bad enough, right? Um, but it just seems to me that this the issues that all of these things have have never been so blatantly obvious to so many people as they are now, I would say.
2: Okay. Yeah, and let me let me just cause I was speaking to that that that's what I'm that's exactly what I was speaking to, which is that there's a reason, so it's not the general issue. This is my opinion: that elections are fake, and that that general issue is not actually uh, in the forefront. It's what's in the forefront is the specific claim that you know Biden and Georgia, you know, and so then half the country. Like I guess what I'm saying is, it serves the polarization, which is what they want right now. They want completely polarized America. Because it's a divide and conquer strategy, I would be more optimistic if it was like a, a, a unified um, with people from all sides, like an underclass that was unified, saying, "Listen, these elections are are not real," and and pointing to like examples from the DNC, uh, examples from both sides. But that's unfortunately that's not what that's not what's happening. It's being um- used. Throw, because throw emotions
0: have been so radicalized okay, and they
2: then, can't let, think let, that way. Let me just say this quickly. It's part of a narrative. We get to the Q stuff. This is why I was always a critic of Q was that it was actually a, a big um, grouping that you would just throw everything in. And so that's how they've used the fake election narrative they're making it now part of the Q, a tenant of Qism, which is a threat to domestic terror. So it's, it's how it's being presented, Raphael, that I have... Where i'm less optimistic about it all because then it's polarized so the Mm -hmm. other side and i can tell you all my friends all the friends i have in the astrology community half the country or more they're more locked in than ever into the cia media traditional narratives that's stronger than it's ever been in the internet age right now and that's more than half the population buys into that fully new york times atlantic council msnbc are you certain
1: that this is a real popular let's say senses that you're mentioning and not just because what's my basic issue with all of those things and also what jim said maybe about dark uh, future or something or momentum going in a certain direction my basic issue is just and i'm so aware that let's say the negative polarization entities all they can do is they can make you uh, feel afraid and they can try their best to cast a really large shadow and make it look like oh we're so strong look what we can do and all of that when in truth or in, you know, actual realization, they can't even do almost anything with, especially if few people are complying. And so, not to fall into the trap, in a sense, is what I'm wary of of really believing that they still have the, How should you say, dips on popular opinion and uh, brainwashing. And I mean, to a large extent, they still do. I just want to say that last year, it seems to me quite a few people have started uh, more than ever to wake up to that. And that seems to be an erosion, which is fundamentally, ultimately, the only thing I think is really relevant, and it seems even many other people are pointing this out, which is that this idea of the, let's say, opinion monopoly of a supposed authoritative news channel or government or whatever has to break meaning people researching for themselves, getting different sources and starting to think for themselves. And that's, of course, ultimately, in my view, along with all the spiritual stuff, the only true path forward. And here I want to say, I think we've seen great strides. Many may still be very confused, but all I can say, and it's just small examples, but alternative news channels like Newsmax or NTD that, you know, are not the saviors either, but at least offer some other views have also greatly gained in popularity. So at least there may be as much as they try to censor, there is also, in my view, it is actually because there is a differentiation of opinion. And the plurality, in my view, and free speech in from my position is always to be welcomed. And that could only, again, increase the capacity of individuals to be discerning. And again, I would say this is Mostly a one way street. So it's not you become discerning, and then you fall back into something again. And I believe that's also why they're so crazy about censoring left and right, because they're noticing that they are losing control of the narrative. So all you're saying is correct. I'm just calling into question how much power they are really, really wielding. So,
2: And I, I just want to come back, cause So my read, and this is just, I, I mean, I, the thing is, in the astrology world, I'm very, it's a big world, and I mean, I'm, I'm online a lot, and I could just say, I'm, this is my opinion, Rafael, and I'm not, I mean, we may have a different read here. Oh, and, that's and I'm just not saying what, all I'm, I'm
1: asking for, so it's...
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying I'm right, but my opinion is that this is the darkest it's ever been, That um, that it's, the mainstream is winning more than they've ever been winning. And that um, it's, yeah, I mean, like someone like me, who's an old hat with alternative media, and, and I mean, I know where to find all the dissenting voices, because I've done it my whole adult life. But the people that are just coming up, they are going to have trouble finding this stuff. And I think that the it's the gambit that they are pulling right now with the censorship, I I believe it's working. I'm, Muslim, I'm from for that perspective i'm as least optimistic as i've ever been at least and maybe i wouldn't at least disqualify it at least with a large chunk like my dad he's generally a pretty open-minded guy every time i talk to him now it's just mainstream talking points about coronavirus pretty much Um, most most people that i see um like on twitter they are buying into this idea like i'll give you one example there's a, a a podcast Soup, you guys may have heard of it. Oh, yeah. Longsta- yeah, longstanding podcast in the alt world. They're now being called out on Twitter and basically being canceled and taken out right now because of questioning the coronavirus narrative. And so there's a whole upsurgence in the occult and spiritual world. There's even a podcast called Conspira Conspirituality. Where there's now a term for it there's articles in the guardian articles in dm of uh, course or, uh, it
1: means they're scared
2: no, no it means they're scared but the way i see it is it, it's an they've now linguistically and symbol and representationally they have their strategy fully formed now and now they're pushing it and you know it's so that's why i think they're winning because it's gaining traction and steam at least with a large part of the population
1: i just want to mention i'm sorry and i'm not uh, go ahead please how should i say completely opposed to that that what you're saying is correct i'm agreeing with you these do exist and i'm aware and i always love those there is we even have special departments for that in austria like newspapers and you know crazy journalists that usually don't know how to do the most basic of research. All I want to point out is that, again, it may look like this, but what are the lenses through which we can even look at the public square? I mean, Twitter probably isn't a good representation. So only because it's flaring up there and people get banned and persecuted, which is horrible, you know, but um, doesn't necessarily, again, represent how the public at large really thinks. And if they cannot be lulled into believing that this very small subset of, let's say, craziness and 140 characters or whatever on Twitter is reality, then it looks quite different once again. So I think you you see what I'm saying. I'm just, uh, yeah. Wondering. No, I, do. I Yeah.
2: So Ravi, I completely see what you're saying, and I agree that the public space has been. See, they've 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 cleaned it out. It's been co-opted it's been co-opted so the public space looks but a certain way. We regulate
0: way. ourselves, that's the problem. Post 9/11 no, it's but, like we're canceling our own culture. But
2: the no but the, so this is the question is what happens in the wake of the public space now being completely controlled more than it ever has been? Where do those marginalized voices that are probably not the majority, I think they're probably 40%, let's say. And even within that forty percent, I think it's a very small subset that are truly using discernment to like a full capacity. Maybe five to ten percent. Maybe five percent is really what I would say. The that other thirty-five
1: percent—that's a, hmm. a lot. I
2: think I mean, the other thirty-five percent are just more real. kind of they're they're bought into like marginalized narratives, but they're kind of easily swayed. Like they're like the Q That's the whole Q
1: thing. Yeah, sure. it's yeah I, the... I agree. But even 5%, I want to say it's a lot and what I always want to get back to and maybe Dan Winter would agree or not. I think he would. But what Bush always says, you know, negative energy, if anything, can only add itself together and even then it fights because everyone wants control and be the real demon prince or something. However, positive energy in love and in positive intention Potentiates so five percent in my view. If you're saying that in your assessment, I'm like we're golden, you know.
0: (laughs) But this is where it gets tricky because people. Look, I live with like my brother. He's very pro Biden, very much coronavirus. Like you know, let's clamp down and take fucking microchips if we have to, whatever. And he's doing it from his perspective, out of what he would I guess imagine love, even though we would label as fear. Does that make sense? Like it's not just as simple as like you know. There's people who are just wanting to invite. I don't think it's all like. I don't think everybody out there is the fucking Senator Palpatine from Star Wars. Most people are like, I'm a stormtrooper." No, but there is a degree of
1: agree. willful ignorance, I have to tell you. Uh, one year after this whole thing went down, and there's so many absurdities and regulations and science and all kinds of opinions, I ha- honestly have to say anyone who by now at least hasn't gotten that this has to be researched more properly. An open discussion, uncensored, is absolutely required. Really must to some extent, and SJ, I'd be curious to what you think, but I would say... Somehow, willfully ignorant because the information Absolutely. is available.
2: Hundred percent agree with you on that. No comment. Just period. Willfully ignorant.
0: <laughs> well, it's like Cipher in the Matrix, though. He's like, "I want the steak. I want Babylon. I want. I want comfort. I'm addicted to it." So people are well, willing to narc on each other. People are willing to give away freedom, whether it's me, taking off your shoes on a plane or you know whatever. It's like we've been doing this for a while.
2: Yeah, we've been doing this for a while, actually. And may just qualify that. I don't willfully. I might. I would say they're negligently ignorant. They're negligent. So and they're probably right. traumatized and stockholmed. So it's of course, like, of
1: course. Of course.
2: Yeah. So it's it's not like they say, I I'm deliberately choosing to not look at that because I know it's true, but I just want to ignore it. It's it's almost like they actually look at it and say that is evil. That is conspiracy. Yes. That is and, and and so they've bought into the propaganda. That has um, gives them an easy out from having to hold that difficult space. And that's what I was saying earlier. They've created now the representations and the discourse for people to now kind of in one full fell swoop, just kind of sweep everything aside under domestic terrorism or under the threat of Q or white Al Qaeda or whatever you want to call it.
1: Um, but now but one I could think... say that's actually a conspiracy theory.
0: <laughs> no, but right. that's the irony. I mean, it's dark crystal. It's like, oh, this guy really saw us doing crazy shit, but he has a brain disease, and if you talked, if you telepathically link up, you'll get the disease too, right? So then it's disinformation, but that has enough sway that people actually ostracize the the person with the truth. It's dramatic and it's weird. Um, hopefully, we don't all have to be Bonhoeffers or anything crazy in this life. But yeah, it seems. I don't know. Uh, I I kinda we, we should probably just get you back on SJ and talk, you know, with somebody who's pro Q or whatever. I don't even know if there will be a pro Q gap after tomorrow, but it's tricky. Um and I I know you were said you were getting tired, so I don't want to keep you on forever. I guess is there any uh, weird way to kind of uh, drop it, but it's like, um, is there any kind of parting thoughts you have, SJ?
2: Let's get down my parting thoughts are just you know uh, the spiritual life is is the necessity here and no matter the conditions no matter the, what people what's real even about any of this stuff i mean we have to quicken the spirit with spiritual practices mm-hmm. human beings are the most powerful technology that exists you have the ability to feel god tap into god work directly with god work with the matrix program the matrix and that's where we the, um, most of the attention has to go, you know. And so, I want to just encourage people to get magical, get get um, uh, ambitious with their connection to the unseen realm, and get excited. Um, no matter what happens with this drama, with the governments and the lo- and you know authoritarianism or viruses or whatever, that's a cycle that will dissipate. And uh by by the latest 2026 we're going to have a lot of clarity on that and and i think there'll be some human flourishing that's coming so just hang on and um you know love is real the uh john lennon song you know love is real and what was learned cohen say the love's the only engine of survival i mean that's love is the is the prime directive of yourself with your self-talk love for the people around you and I'm talking about the it love energy that we can all tap into. So those are my p- parting thoughts. Keep it positive, keep it clean. Turn off the don't believe believe anything the media says, or question it at least. Put it through a few rounds of questioning. But the loving the spiritual life and love is a top priority.
0: Agapic. I'm like, I want Eros love for everything. No I'm kidding. Well you can uh,
2: hold the Eros in the agopic.
0: That's what that's, I like, I like. A, Make love to the world. Um yeah, I fear not. Jesus said that shit a lot of times. And I know it's easier to say that, you know, when you're not in the furnace trying to like not burn, but it's like, we are stronger than we think we are. And we're asking for this. It's a refining fire work turning from shit to Shinola as, uh, you know, McKenna would say. So I think we are alchemizing and I think this is actually a really big part of the human story. Um, you know, there's from ages to the Renaissance, you know, world, you know, World War Two to like, you know, whatever post-industrial booms. I think we're going to be experiencing some of that stuff in a new, different kind of way. But we have to kind of really hit some pockets of turbulence. It seems. Sj, always a pleasure having you on, Raphael. Any last thoughts?
1: Agreed and agreed. Thank you very much for joining, Sj. Thank you, Jim, as always. Thank you all for listening know thyself and enjoy yourselves